Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. The killer just come back from this major European tour that you've been doing with Hellion, right? Halloween. Oh, Halloween. Right. Trust me to get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that been like, Ben? Great tour. Fantastic tour. It's uh, everything's been sold out so far. Um, they're an up-and-coming band out of Germany, and we have credibility already in uh, in Germany. So it was super tour for us. Right. You know, medium-sized venues, but all sold out. This wasn't actually your first visit to Europe, though. I think you were here about a year ago, right? Yeah, last May. Yeah, we did a three-week tour with our buddies from New York, Anthrax. That's right. Now, obviously, I mean, going out with Halloween and going out with Anthrax before that, immediately anybody who hasn't heard your music will go, "Aha!" Thrash metal. Would you agree with that? No. No. No, I hate the classifications. I mean, everybody gets classified. We just consider ourselves music and uh, straightforward, go for it, aggressive music. But you get thrown into the categories by people who are listening. Um, I think especially the press. Mm. But um, you know, we just consider ourselves a heavy metal band that just has uh, a strong live show. And w the live show brings out everything we do. We just go overboard. The name Overkill, we just try to present it to you on stage, you know, so that's a deal. How long have the band actually been together? How long have you been going? About five years, you know. So obviously yeah. it predates all this thrash, death, speed stuff. Yeah. Survivor. <laughs> you might say a survivor, right? Of all, of all the, of all the uh, classifications, all the titles that people give, we've survived through all of it, so... We're not thrash, death, speed or anything, we're just Overkill. Alright, well, let's have a look and make up our own minds now. What video have you brought in for us? In Union, we stand. Boys, you've just released your brand new album, Taking Over. How long did it take you to record the album? Jeez. <laughs> Four months all together. We, we did it in spaces. We didn't do it in one shot. We, we recorded for a while, then we were on tour in the United States. Um, then we recorded for a while, then we went back and mixed. So a total of maybe four months, but spaced out over maybe six. You know, so we, you know, it was really a lot of work. We were, we were doing a lot of things in between. It's a very busy band in New York. Right. <laughs> well, you obviously, you obviously spend a lot of time on the road and playing. Is that where the biggest buzz lies for you on stage? Yeah. Our live performance is definitely where Overkill is going to, you know, capture the audience. You know, the, the studio is great, but you, you can't, you can get the best of your ability onto an album as far as performance and feeling, but on stage we just come alive and, uh, that's it right there. We do it. You know, you, you look at when a band starts and you go, you know, why are you doing this? And it's for fun. And the best fun that we have is, and it brings the biggest smile to all our faces, is let's get out there and let's shred around. You know, this is great. Look at all these people and they like it, you know. Roll around being an idiot for a while and really play hard, you know. It's like a, a mix of seriousness to our music and having a great time. You put them both together and that's overkill. And that's a live performance. And that's what we love. All right. Now, as yet, we've we've just we've just seen uh, your new video, but there's only there's only one Overkill video to date, right? Right. So you're going to pick one for us. Hmm. What should we pick? I don't know. Maybe something from New York. Something good and hard. Let's eh? plug something from New York. How about Anthrax Madhouse in Europe? And obviously, you've been on the road in America since you began. When can we expect to see you playing in good old England? 
and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Manchester Apollo on Saturday, and on Sunday, Hammersmith Odeon. Really? Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. First time in England as well. Yeah, great. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We like going to the Odeon straight away. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> of course, another band that uh, that did that recently, go straight into the Odeon, was Megadeth. Megadeth, yeah. I understand you're going to be playing with soon, is that right? Yeah, we start uh, in the United States on the 15th of May 15th. in Florida. And we tour for uh, four weeks with them, and then we headline the States on our own. And um, yeah, well, they're good friends of ours, so we're, we're, we're looking forward to a real good time with those guys. <laughs> All right, now, as I say, you're still, you're still relative strangers to England, even though you're playing these big places. So we're going to have a competition on your album, so let's have a look. We're not strangers. <laughs> we've been here since we <laughs> Now, we've got five of these overkill taking over albums to give away. What we need, boys, is a question. Okay. So what do you got? Let's see. Maybe who produced it? Who produced it? Yes, and in what order? And we'll flesh the answer real quick. That's all you get. <laughs> all right, so who produced the Overkill album, Taking Over? They answer that, they can actually win one of five we've got to give away. Yeah, one of five. All right. Which yeah. one did Bobby Gustafson? <laughs> Question number two. The Rambo look. Bobby Blitz, Bobby Gustafson, thanks very much for coming on the Monsters of Rock show. Good luck with your English dates. And let's thanks. go out now with a bit of Megadeth. Sounds okay. good. Peace. <laughs> All right, welcome to another edition of, well, you know where the fuck you're at. You just heard the promos in the beginning of the fucking show. Jerry, this is your pick, buddy. Take it over, man. Oh, man, what a fucking uh, great pick I have today. Um, we're going to be doing Overkill's debut album, Feeling Just a fucking great album, man, of great fucking screaming and metal riffs, man. Um a wonderful debut, man. I mean, the production of it wasn't the best, but man, it uh, made way greater albums like Under the Influence and shit like that. Uh, what, Years of Decay and stuff like that. Uh, what a great record. What a great band. What a busy band, man. I mean, they've had how many albums? 20 studio albums, man, and since 1985? If I remember. Well, let me see. I can look right for here for you, Jerry, real quick. Why don't you uh, introduce our guest real quick? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I guess I got. It. I talked out of turn. I, I no, I, I'm telling Jerry. Introduce him. Yes, yeah, twenty studio albums, <laughs> an album of cover songs, two EPs, one demo tape, and three live albums. Yeah, we're not that oh. professional on this podcast, as you've noticed. <laughs> right, terrible at that. Apologize, but we all know each other. These, these fucking people rule. We got Metal Mike again, man. Every time we got a quest metal show. We can always have Mike come on. And well, I, that, I'm sorry, go ahead. I appreciate that, Jerry. Thank you, man. He said, Thank all of you guys. Thrash or, right. or Sabbath. <laughs> well, really, I, any kind of metal. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm down. You know, like, I love thrash metal. It's one of my favorite subgenres, but I love old school traditional metal. I am a bit more picky and selective with my glam metal. I'll be the first to admit that. But I like some of that stuff, too. I mean, I, you know, I love all kinds of rock and metal. So, definitely. I mean, I mean anytime you guys ever have a Beatles conversation, I love the Beatles, oh, man. Oh, yeah. We've got a lot part of Beatles of albums to still do. The Stones? Yeah. I mean, and there's Stones albums. Well, yeah. if, you, if you go on the Stones, that's Eddie Canestracci's kind of thing. So, you'd be on there with him. <laughs> oh, I love Eddie, so yeah. that's not a problem. Yeah, Eddie rules. But uh, Charles, man, what's up, buddy? Oh, hey, we're finally going to turn it over to the star of the show. Oh, hey, thank well, you. Here he goes again. <laughs> oh, God, i got to pop your bubble one day. I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah. 
the excellent star of the show. And I don't, Lord knows, I don't know anything about the Beatles. Nothing. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Nothing. Whatever. You're a nothing burger on Absolutely that one. Absolutely nothing. They're a band. They're awesome. And, uh, just a ghost. That is a nifty band that Raphael pointed out to me. But hey, I do a lot. I like BS stuff, so a little bit. We like to cross over our two shows. Mark Alden Taylor. You know goddamn well the Mighty Mighty VH is the greatest debut album of all time. I'm going to turn it over to the panel. <laughs> it is uh, definitely one of the best. Absolutely. Hey. Uh, what? Van Halen won? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? It's definitely, I, I'm with Jerry, so. if not number one, it's 1A. I mean, man, dude, there, there's some, there have uh, been some amazing debut albums that I, were also game changers. Black Sabbath. I would put Van Halen. Black Sabbath, yes. You got to put Black Sabbath <laughs> yes, one on there. But the mighty, mighty VH and Jerry picked Boston and Mark Alden Taylor picked Rush. Not the debut Those album. The I didn't pick the debut sure. album. I cheated. Yeah, you did. No. I well, said the debut of Neil Peart, <laughs> Fly By Night. Oh, <laughs> nice. That okay. There's uh, nothing wrong that, with those choices, man. They're all fucking great records. They turned if, into if a different I, band with Neil, man. If I were to... But if I were, If we're talking metal or hard rock and metal, because Van Halen's one of those bands where... Were they metal? Were they hard rock? I like what e our good friend Ian Wadley always says, big rock. I think that's a perfect description of Van Halen. But I do think that even if Van Halen isn't technically metal, they opened the floodgates for that whole West Coast Sunset Strip scene. I mean, there's no... Britney I don't Fox. know how anybody can really... You know, fuck Britney Fox. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Thank you. They're from you know, Philadelphia. I don't care. They suck. Fucking Thank you. Cinderella clones. Yeah, so... Uh, cool. What's that got to do with Van Halen? Be quiet. Not a there. goddamn thing. Well, because they were a clone of Van Halen. There you go. They weren't. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, with the guitar solos and shit, they did. No, they weren't. Well, okay, okay. Time out, guys. If we're going to get technical, even the early glam metal bands that I love, let, let's be real. They all were shredders because of Eddie Van Halen. Oh, yeah. That's my whole point. Like, Van Halen gave birth to that whole scene. Sure. They opened the door, and then Quiet Riot's Metal Health just knocked the door off his hinges, and then all the other bands just went right through the fucking wall afterwards. But they gave birth to that whole scene. So, I mean, I don't know. To me, do I consider I consider Van Halen um, old school? U.S. or North American hard rock heavy metal. There, I mean, some of their come on, Atomic Punk, I'm on Fire. That shit in 1970s wasn't that metal back then? Pretty fucking metal, man. That's so, what I'm saying. So like people want to. Yes, oh, okay. yes, absolutely. I mean, a song like Parasite or fucking Black Diamond in 1970 fucking five. Yeah, dude, that was heavy metal. It was an early U.S. metal. Now, if you want to compare it to like. 90s metal or 2000 well no of course it's not as heavy but yeah but my, my, my point i was going to say to me the, the five greatest and i'm talking more hard rock metal vein my, my opinion with in no particular order you got to put van halen one on that list i mean it's just mandatory yeah talica's kill them all game changer total game changer even yeah. though i it, 
uh, one of Charles's favorite bands. But I got to give credit where credit's due, man. I think Appetite for Destruction. There you, you go. Have to put that on the list. You have to. It is. No matter I, what I, they I, ended I, up becoming. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying because I know there's some people out there probably. No, I'm. I'm sorry. And anybody knows me. I've been very critical of Guns and Roses sometimes. But I have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Um, so you got them. Uh, did I mention Black Sabbath number one yet? That yeah, one. I would, I would definitely put that on the list. Tesla? No. Uh, no. Tesla's Look, a great I love album. Tesla. It is a great album, dude, but was it game-changing? No. No, exactly. Okay, so let's... It was so game-changing for me because I loved it. Okay, well, okay, fine. It, it, oh, look, we're not talking about the five albums that made the biggest impact because if that's the case, Kiss Alive has to be on that well, list. Well, I know for... that one. But Led Zeppelin won. Again, game changing. And then, but you could add other ones. Look at J the Jimi Hendrix "Experienced." Are you experienced? That is, was a game changing album. Yeah, Eddie, you know what? Jimmy it only was got fifty-two Eddie Van Halen. fucking downloads. Iron Maiden, the debut. That so, wasn't game changing. Number of the beats uh, is more game changing than that. Yeah, but dude, it, it introduced the whole world to the new wave of British heavy metal. So I, I would say. Charles has got a valid point. I don't know if I'd put it in my top five, but I, I no, put it on my list. Better than now, Tesla. Now, now, number Not of the me. beast. Number of the beast. Yeah, it blew my Iron Maiden up. I won't deny that. But as far as the, you know, I mean, it. You know, you could make the argument for a lot of great, great rock and metal bands. And dude, for the record, I loved Tesla then and now. I remember. When that first record come out, man, because I was all into the thrash metal thing, and there were two bands that come out, and I'm like, oh my god, I like this. This is old school, 70s, hard rock and metal, but it was 80, you know, it was but with an 80s um, spin, and I felt that the two bands that hit that, it was Guns N' Roses with Appetite for Destruction, and Tesla with their, their debut album. Well, Tesla was out before Guns N' Roses. I, I understand that. Um, in fact, I know that. I was... I. <laughs> I had I had both those records before so anybody knew who the fuck those uh, those bands were. <laughs> Nobody knew who Guns N' Roses was when me and my brother bought Appetite for Destruction. So did I. Yeah. I bought it on the first day it came out because you know Tower Records had that magazine Pulse, mm -hmm. and they had they Tower was cool. They released the original cover and they released the the cover that got you know the band cover, the one with the girl getting fucked by a robot. You know, yes, my really, brother bought that. Yeah, he I bought that. that version. Oh my god, dude. You know how much that thing's worth? I don't you have it, it anymore, dude. Ooh. On cassette. I got it on cassette. Wow. Yeah, yeah, my brother bought that. We bought it, you know, because we read a review in one of the metal magazines, and they were like, oh, the breath of fresh air, guns and roses, and, and everything I read, we read in the review were like, wow, Aerosmith? But like when Aerosmith was cool? Okay, let's let's check it out. And we bought it, and we love. And man, we listened to that record like a year before it broke big. Man, me too. We would try to turn it on to people, and people go. And the next thing you know, "Sweet Child of Mine" comes off, and I'm out, and everybody starts jerking off to Guns N' Roses. But I was still a GNR fan. I was the same way with Skid Row when they came out with Youth Gone Wild. I turned on my friend Tim, but nobody else would listen to him until Eighteen and Life came out. You know what's funny about Skid Row, though? At the time, I got to be honest, I dismissed him as, uh, well, you know, it's another one of those 
so-called, you know, what glam metal I felt had devolved into. I, I, I unfairly judged them. I will admit that. But when my buddy Brian bought Slave to the Grind, I was like, holy fucking shit, man. This is Skid Row? Totally changed my opinion of that band. Yeah, that's when it just well, dropped yeah. off of them. <laughs> True, but... That's what they wanted to be. Mark didn't bring up uh, the they only good L.A. Guns album, the debut album. Oh, there you that's go. a good record. That's a good record. It's a great record. For the time, yeah. Yeah, I liked L.A. Guns. Wasn't a game changer, though. No, it wasn't a game changer. No, it's not even cool. Charles, man, it, they, they, it, it, it introduced everybody to rib fests and... <laughs> Jerry, Jerry <laughs> you like L.A. Guns, so shut the fuck up, man. I do. That's like... Stop being a Ralph Vieira cult member, man. Don't don't uh, agree with everything. I'm fuck, dude, you know I'm fucking with you, dude. I know. I'm um, not. Here, I'm, look, <laughs> L.A. Guns, I like them, but I'm a casual fan. I know you're I not, I couldn't Charles. tell you anything yeah, beyond maybe the first couple of albums. I don't uh, follow what they do now. The last four ruled. L.A. Guns Renegades rules. Oh fuck! Okay, off. I, I, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll I will check that out, guys. Dude, and I will that's, let you know. That's a scab band. That's Steve Riley. The drummer was on the first album, but he didn't play on the first album. His pitcher was. Oh. He's a scab, oh. man. Scab. Well, no, well, Cinderella. L.A. But... Guns ain't fucking L.A. Guns without Phil Lewis. I'm sorry, I liked. The stuff Phil Lewis did with Riley, and then Tracy. they got then got back together with Tracy, and it was a hundred times better. All right, but these guys, but these guys don't know, but I know. You said L.A. Guns out of the Metallica, L.A. Guns, Overkill was the best album of the three. It I'm is saying, to me. I agree. Sorry, they Overkill. I haven't heard Overkill yet. Hey, I so. love that Overkill. I like uh, it a little so, bit. So now we're we're gonna get into that vortex. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The one I haven't heard the new LA guns, because like I said, I tuned out a long time ago. So <laughs> I will have to check them out. I'll have to check out what they've been doing. Yeah, you need to check that, out Checkered Past, Missing Peace. They have four new albums in the last five years. Just, just because I said the LA Guns album is better than Metallica is not saying much, all right? <laughs> hey, hey, whoa. Um, I, I honestly have not I need to sit down and listen to the new Metallica album and oh. but I'm going to tell you right now um, I haven't been really fucking blown away by anything they've released the only song I really truly liked was Lux Eterna the rest of it very long songs, pondering, boring, very load like and I fucking hate <laughs> those records so Don't it's like don't expect much improvement. Did you hear? Yeah, our, did I'm you not... hear our load review, dude? I I figured out I only like half the album now. <laughs> hey, I mean that's cool, man. I I just and I think that what I don't understand, even though and I know I'm probably prejudging things, but I don't really get why everybody is jerking off for this record. I don't not... understand it, Mark. There are a lot of people that are though, man. I see it all I over know. the line, I I, and I don't. I don't get it. Like it, to me, I'm going to say it right now, and I know this is going to piss people off, but I'm going to be honest, man. I think people give fucking Metallica a pass because it's goddamn Metallica. If that was anybody else, they'd go, eh, mediocrity, which is just what our good friend Charles called it. It's mediocre at best, man. <laughs> it's fucking mediocre. Okay, let's I, be honest. You, you know, I th I think you guys unfairly judge the album and compare it to the first four. 
No. Just my no. I compare I, it to the last record, which I actually like. Well, that album, Most. the last record is a lot better, but I do like it. it, it it's not bad. It doesn't piss and me I, off. Uh, uh, sound like St. Anger, you're happy. That's yes, it. Yes, exactly. Sound like St. Anger, you're good. It could yeah. be them saying fucking... See, but I'm not. I, I oh, Look, okay. I don't... And look, everybody's allowed to... I mean, I'm not... Look, if you really genuinely like it, folks out there that do love this record, I'm not putting you down, but it just seems like what Ian always says about the Kiss people, man. Like, they'll give shitty Kiss albums a pass because it's Kiss. I won't. I don't give a fuck who the band is or who the artist is. Okay, I don't care. Like, if, if they put out something that doesn't grab me, I'm going to be honest about it, man. And, and to be fair, I really need to sit down, analyze the new Metallica, and listen to it. I've listened to most of the new Overkill, but I have to say, and I'm going to say this. While I think, and I really, really did like The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead by Megadeth. But oh, I have to too, be honest with you. I haven't been listening to it lately, but I still go back to Dystopia. So I will say that Dystopia is probably better the uh, the better overall consistent album, exactly. the more coherent album. Yes. But with that being said, there is nothing on the new Metallica I've heard that blew that that beat the the most of the singles from the new Megadeth album. In my opinion, again, in my opinion, but I'm like I and I just have to wonder, gee, if that album the sick and the dying and the dead had the metallica logo on it with james Cena. oh god what would people say i would really like to know because i think there is this i mean let's be honest i said it on the decibel geek metallica did what a lot of their fucking um predecessors did the only difference was not, not only did they get by with it not only did they survive they have fucking thrived doing it I don't know how. It's like they could just throw whatever the fuck on the wall and it sticks and people just gobble it up no matter what. And I'm not like that. I, I'm, not I, like, I'm not like that either. I like it because it's... it's I like progressive rock. I hear a lot of progressive rock bands. No, I like the new Megadeth album also. You're beyond the Look, I mean... I'm not, I don't, a, I'm not a Metallica tard, okay? No, I know that, but, but, I think... I do have one question, though, for you guys. Okay, Jerry, hit me. You mentioned, like, do we expect too much from Metallica? No. At one point in time, I did, but not any fucking more. To, to be really frank with you, Jerry, the first time they released a video, which was Hardwired Self-Destruct, I was with my nephew, Kane, and... It's on YouTube, and I looked at him and said, well, let's watch this and see if it's even worth the fuck. That was how jaded I had become as a Metallica fan, okay? I People have to understand, the Black Album, they kind of lost me, and, and, I'm, and I know the Black Album sold a gazillion copies. I know everybody thinks it's the greatest thing since fucking sliced bread. <laughs> Good for you, whatever. I'm not hating on the whole record. But it was the beginning of the end. It was the beginning of the Bob Rock era, which I think most of it fucking sucks or is mediocre at best. Sure. Proof is in the fucking pudding, man. Yeah, they might have sold a shitload of records. Bob Rock brought them a ton of success. No denying that. But creatively? Come on, man. Come on. And, and, and it just got downhill after that. And everybody wants to jerk off the Death Magnetic. Oh, Even God. Even Bildo. I'm I'm sorry. They're 
I give them credit for trying. I'm like, oh, A for effort, boys. A for effort. But it, they're, again, and part of it was the James E. or vocals, and I hear some of that in the new songs, and I don't like it. So I'm kind of being predisposed to not like I'm I'm disappointed because I was at least hoping we would get something, if not as good, almost as good, is hardwired. Because I'm like, cool, man, maybe these guys are going to have a renaissance. And quite honestly, from what I've heard, and I've only heard like four or five singles, most of it sounds like they're going through the motions. It just sounds like they're going through the motions. It's just stock guitar solos, stock riffs just very stock to me and i let me if i could i want to interject something and first of all mark i don't mean it as a knock on you that you're you a fan of no, no i don't because i am too and that's why i was disappointed we all are hey i was disappointed but however but charles me jerry finish my thought, please go jerry ahead. yeah i don't think we expect any too much from them because one i will put anything on this nobody can hear can say Metallica is not the most successful fucking heavy metal band in the history of the game. But yeah, dude, they're still so, pedestal in the world, dude. You know they're America's greatest metal band. Just by sales, name recognition, that's it. They're going to be playing here in a month. Alright? In Munich. They're, everybody knows Metallica. You know you're going, Charles. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> we... But you won't should, go see Guns N' Roses. I don't think I'll be here. Okay. We should expect more from this band. But I say it doesn't matter because they're going to sell out no matter what. Why put out this mediocre crap? And then the best part for me was I didn't know there was this many Metallica fanboys. And they came out of the woodworks. When you say that this was the best album since Master of Puppets... You Ooh. don't know what you're talking about. Can, can I say something what? about that? Who said that? that? Who I the fuck don't said that? that? I don't want to get no, into No, can that. I say, I'm in this group called Metallica Club, and these people get on other people for hating the new Metallica album. I said, dude, I'm going to get in there and make a post. I said, just because somebody doesn't hate the, hates the new Metallica album doesn't mean they're not a fan. You know what? You got to give people their opinions and stop bitching at them for having an opinion. I hate that shit. I really hate that shit when people just like it, just go off and get pissed off at people for having a fucking opinion. Fuck off, man. Fuck off. Yeah. Because people should you know be able to, to to say, "Hey, I love Metallica, but this album doesn't do it for me." Fucking get off your high horse, bitches. I was amped for this album because Lux Eterna fucking rules. I still think it's the best track on the album, and I was like, Fuck "Hands it. down, so far for me, anyway." And then I like the rest of it though. I like it seventy-two snag. seasons. It hit a snag to me, but you know, but in the end, it's just because I wanted it to be so good. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, but see, that's what talking about it. Doesn't it? matter I, I, if anybody says this is their worst album, they're stupid. Yeah. If they say it's their best album, they're stupid. It's just a get you to come to the show album. <laughs> Exactly. It, it's just something to put out so they can go on another tour and they do don't go, Like Charles said, they don't need to put it in the out to go on tour. But Jerry, they really don't. Was, Jerry, what no. were you talking about? No, I was gonna you said you went to a Metallica site, right? You got chastised for that on shit. On the group. I didn't say anything. I was well, just reading the comments. Yeah. Well if you go if you go to a group like that which just concentrates on one band, you're gonna get fucking people like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're called tards. 
Right. I go go to a KISS group. Not all of them. And people go off on KISS and people don't go off on KISS. And then people just let it go. You know, you could say something about KISS tards, but most of the groups I'm in are are like very unhappy with the newer version of KISS. You are right about that, Mark. But believe me, I have been attacked. I have been. I remember when Bill Wayne still had his amazing KISS. uh, Well, it was not just KISS. It was hard rock and heavy metal, too. But his facebook group page and somebody had posted uh something about kiss and do you think it's a scab band and i said yeah i do and this guy just totally attacked me like just totally attacked me well you know me i shot right back i'm like uh fuck you you know i just because i don't like a certain era of a band doesn't mean i'm not a fan you know, quit trying to fucking be a gatekeeper and police the fucking fandom, motherfucker, you know? And by the way, yes, they are a scab. They are a scab. And then he tried to use the comparison of Batman. Number one, Batman is a fictional character. Fictional character. There have been many versions of Batman's e- Batman even in the comic books, let alone any other medium. So shut the fuck up with that it is not the same thing you fucking dipshits okay it's not okay it's not i'm sorry it's not you know and i got news for people when you complain about ACDC, well number one brian and he tried to argue with me on that that brian johnson's a bond scott clone i'm like obviously you haven't very many acdc albums then i said bond has bond has way more had way more range i love brian i love brian not putting brian down but he was just a guy who is as Bond said when he met him, screams his arse off. But when I first, that's what fucking, I, I'm going to give you give them some credit there. But when I first heard ACDC with Bond and then Brian, I thought Brian sounded a lot like Bond. But then as I got into them, I said, "Oh God, they're way different. Bond's better." They are. They yeah, are way yeah. different. Yeah, and Bond just had more range, and he was more bluesy. You know, I mean, Brian's like, yeah. I mean, he just like Bond said when he saw him, he goes, "This guy that sings for Jordy, he screams his arse off," which I thought was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, look, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't really care. People like the new metal, but there are times where, especially when I hear people go, "Oh, it's the greatest thing since Master of Puppets." The fuck, really, really. Come on, man. Come I mean, on. Just, I mean, justice, seriously? Justice for all, you know, even with his production issues, fucking rules. Yes. Yes. Period. Hey, yes. at least they let Jason play on the Black Album. <laughs> well, it, it, it blew, to me, it blows away the Black Album. Oh, but, I love the Black Album. I love Justice better. But, yeah. but I, don't hate, I don't hate the Black Album because, you know, Mike, timeline is everything. Yes, if, I and I, I don't... If I just, never Black album was tolerable for me. The load album was not so intolerable. And then we hit reload. There you go. Okay, Jerry, what were you saying? Because when you try to talk about people, you just go. What were you saying, Jerry? I forgot what I was going to say, man. <laughs> you were saying something. It was just going. Ah, 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 ah. He was saying it just rules. Can you all hear me? All right. Yes. Yeah. When you okay. talk over people, it, it just breaks up. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I'm just agreeing with Charles. What are you saying about Metallica, man? I mean, so uh, yeah, it's man. all timeline. It's all timeline. Yeah, of course it is, and 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 that's what I mean. Even though I shudder to think of it, there may be some young people out there that their their introduction to Metallica, believe it or not, is Saint Anger. Well, you know, Ian, Ian Wadley's son likes Saint Anger. 
Uh, I don't know. I know he likes the load stuff yeah, and he likes all the that. Stuff. I know. That's I'm not I'm sure about St. Anger. But yeah, again, timeline is everything. Our buddies at RMCP have said that more than once, and it's so true. And that's why I try to get people, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but you got to understand where I'm coming from. And and that's that. And that's all I'm saying. Like, look, man, I, I'll always love Metallica. Nothing will ever taint what they did, especially the Cliff Burton era. And I even kind of, no disrespect to Jason Newstead, I do include Cliff on that era because he helped write some of those songs. You know, so that was an album that was shit that was written with Cliff. He just didn't get to finish it. You know, I think Jason out of anybody is the guy who really got the short end of the stick as far as creatively. Yeah, he made a lot of money with Metallica. But he didn't really get, I mean, and Jason is a thundering bass player, at least he was. I mean, listen to that first Flotsam and Jetson album. And oh, tell man. me, he didn't have the fucking chops, man. Future, like, metal, future metal episode right there. There you go. Yeah, I mean, come on, bro. You know, so, I, look, it, it, I'm not saying, who knows, man, I might listen to this and go, hey, this fucking shit ain't half bad. Maybe I'm, maybe I was unfair, maybe, but. I mean, because when I heard Lux Eternal, I'm like, all right. And then the second single came out. And I even bought the motherfucker so I could debut it on my radio show. I was pissed. Yeah. I was fucking mad, man. I was like, what is this shit? This is some fucking load bullshit, man. <laughs> and, you know, I was mad. And since then, like the third single, like, again, some of the songs have their moments, but they're just... I don't know. They're not. They're really not grabbing me. But I got to. I want to sit down, listen to the album in its entirety, and do the same with Overkill. But I will say what I will say so far. What I've heard of Overkill, which is about the same number of songs I've heard of the Metallica singles, the new Overkill shits all over it. I'm I'm sorry. It just does. I I go L.A. Guns, uh, Overkill, and then Metallica. All right, man. Yeah. Overkill. Overkill is the most metal. Of the the three releases by far, well, this the Metallica was metal. It was hard rock metal. It wasn't. They had some thrashy moments, but they went all over the place. I think they didn't stay in one basket. Well, L.A. Guns was better than Mike Tramp's Songs of White Lion. Oh God, don't it. bring that fucking abortion up, man. White Lion. Ugh. You know what? <laughs> Fuck both you guys. <laughs> I I'm like sorry. White Lion, but why did Mike you Tramp... You do you, do. You do but you. why did Mike Tramp have to redo those songs? <laughs> Even the Decibel Geek guys, sometimes I think I'm on the wrong podcast. They agree with me on a new Metallica. You guys rule Aaron Camaro and Chris Senzak. <laughs> but, uh, bad. Yeah, opinions, they, man. They also like Trickster, I yeah. think. Yeah. I, I, was, I listened to most of that Mike Tramp album, man. It was bad, dude. It, oh, was... It, it was horrible. It sounds like... You ever seen those commercials where it shows Zanfir playing the pan flute? Yeah. That's what the commercial looked like on Instagram of Mike Tramp fucking promoting this new album. I go, look, Mike Tramp sings oh. the hits. Don't be talking Zanfir, dude. He's the fucking master of the pan flute, dude. Come on. <laughs> but that's what it looked like when I watched his Instagram promoting this new album. Mike Tramp sees White Goliath. And he's like, look. There's Mike Trapp singing all yeah. your favorite hits. Sorry, man. I've just never got it. Never got White Lion. Oh, I just love don't get it. Yeah. First album I listened to Big a few weeks ago, and I didn't hate it. I mean, they're talented. I, you, ever, you know, fucking my podcast, Vito Bravo, Vito Bravo, Vito Bravo. No, Nate's I'm wrong like, on that. Eddie Van Halen is way better than Vito. 
Thank you. Not only that, but he's all like, well, he had the brown sound. Vito came up with the black sound. I'm like, oh, so basically he's copying Eddie, only he, his tone's different. So well, made, goody made for him. I've never again, heard of the black sound. I don't fucking know. I'm just telling you what, you know, ask him, okay? Uh, <laughs> you know, he'll give me a run It made around. me scratch my head. But I will say this, and I love you, Bushy, but you're wrong. Vito is not better than he, and he, Okay, let's just put it this way. And I don't mean to sound harsh when I say this. But when Vito Bravo passes on, I'm not saying no one's going to care because that would be a heartless dickhead thing to say. But if anybody thinks that this is going to be the the um, the the kind of like an earthquake, the aftershocks that Eddie's death was, you're no. on crack. Okay, no, got- I'm I'm sorry, man. Vito didn't change the game. Vito was a fucking clone. Like a lot of, oh, I'm going to do what Eddie did, you know? And look, I get it. I understand. It's just like with Jimi Hendrix when he came out and he changed the game, man. And that's what yeah. Eddie did, you know? I mean, Jesus Christ. Ozzy literally looked for guitars because he said, quote, I wanted somebody who could combine the power of Iomi with the virtuosity of Eddie Van Halen because he saw Eddie play when they opened for him on the Never Say Die tour. So, and wh- lo and behold, you get Randy Rhodes, man, which again, not knocking. I think Randy's guitar work on a lot of that old Quiet Riot stuff's great, but the songs just ain't there. Right. Ozzy bought the bought, brought the best out in Randy. Yeah, I fucking said it. I know a bunch of Randy fans are going to get mad, and I love Randy Rhodes, and I think he would have went on to do amazing things, but Ozzy... I mean, Randy even said it. If you ever get a chance to read Off the Rails by Rudy Sarzo, he is quoted saying, I love playing for Ozzy because he lets me be me. He goes, as much as I love Kevin... Kevin never really let me be myself in Quiet Riot, where Ozzy was like, fucking do it, man, you know? So, there you go. Never you know. fucking limit your well, yeah, and, and Never fucking What, Jerry? Here's another proof of the pudding, how, you know, you compare Eddie Van Halen and Vito Brada. I mean, Eddie Van Halen's Hopper teacher guitar sold for how much a couple days ago? Yeah. Three, five million, and... The Vito Brado guitar will go for one ticket to Keel Fest 3. <laughs> there you go. You know, I agree with that because Vito quit. Vito never tried to do anything more, you know. What if he started another band, you know? I bet he would be better than White Line. I love White Line, you know, but fuck. I don't matter. He, can, he, can, it just, he just will never compare to Eddie, dude. Not many people do. It's not his fault. Exactly. I'm not. Look, like, okay. I'm not, because I'm not a musician, guys, so I can't sit there and go, oh, well, Vito sucks. I, and, and, and I've heard his, some, he's talented. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to make it out like, you know, but White Lion just never grabbed me. Never grabbed me, man. And I had buddies of mine that liked him. They'd get mad at me. And they were all into the thrash, but I'd be like, what the, fuck you, man. And I'm yeah. like, all right, dude, whatever. I, I just, I, it, you know, but. Hey, cool, if other people dig it, but but let's be honest with ourselves. Even in the realm, let's just leave it all of metal and hard rock out music. Even in the realm of glam metal, White Lion really did make much of an impact, guys. You know, they didn't. I mean, I'm sorry. Motley Crue, as critical as I've been of them, you cannot deny that they are probably, out of the West Coast Sunset Strip bands, the most popular band. Hands down. I think Rat, Rat is better. 
I think uh, Rat's better, but we're not talking about what we like better, Mark. We're talking yeah. about it's kind of like Metallica. Metallica is the biggest metal band ever. Period. No GNR, wasn't biggest, GNR wasn't the biggest Sunset Sunset Strip band. Okay, you kind of got me on that one. I think they kind of transcended it. So, <sighs> well, of course, because they're a real band, and oh, unlike God. Motley Crue. Well, that's true. I mean, I mean if we're yeah. going to compare. They were the kings of the strip, and then they just elevated the. But Motley Crue, for some reason, dude. I know, and I don't get it. I don't get it either. But I'm just telling you. And another thing, to be fair, even though, and it pains me to say Motley this. Motley Crue had cute guys. Here's the, the difference. Here's here's the difference, though. Okay, and, and this is and and again, you know how I feel about Motley Crue after the first two records, right? Everybody knows this. It's well documented. But they never quit, Charles. They never stopped. They ne and, and fucking Guns N' Roses did. How many yeah. years did it take for fucking Chinese democracy? That's my biggest That's fucking man. argument against Guns N' Roses. Yes, Appetite for Destruction was a great debut album. Yes, it was. I will give them that. But I think they're overrated. And I know it's probably going to make you, or you're going to disagree with me on that, but I really do. I mean, I'm like, they no. Guns N' Roses to me are based on what they could have been, not on what they really were. Now, if they take the best out of the first, you know, those two albums, you, I think you have a pretty solid record. It's no appetite, but I think you'd have a. But man, there's a lot of fucking filler on those records, and I'm just being kind when I say that. Like, you know, and and the spaghetti incident. Oh, horrible. And, yeah, <laughs> hey, I mean, no spoilers. We're gonna review that one. Day. <laughs> have fun. Chinese democracy was not the train wreck they made it I like to be. Chinese it was democracy. It's not really a true Guns N' Roses record, though. Let's be honest, man. Well, and it's, it's, it's not. It's, it may have the Guns N' Roses name, dude, but it's not. It's the W. Axel Rose band. Exactly. It is. But, but that is Guns N' Roses now. By yeah, well, do. la la la. Well, slash, okay. not, not slash play some songs. You don't have Izzy Stradlin. You don't have Izzy Stradlin. You don't have Guns N' Roses. Absolutely. You want to know how hardcore I am, Charles? I yeah. had I had people who wanted me to go to that Guns N' Roses, and I said, "Is uh, Steven Adler and Izzy Stradlin going to be there?" No, I'm not fucking going. There you go. Hey, I respect that. I heard I'm Steven sorry, Adler's uh, shows are pretty good, though. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, that's just how I feel about it. I'm very, I, I, you know, like that. that is, and that's cool. I know you are, bro. But and and I know people look, man. Guns N' Roses is a beloved band. Like I remember, um, I've had people more than once. Not, I don't want to say get mad, but oh my god, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, sorry, man. I just think that. Uh, I, I mean, like I said, that that debut album, and I love Lies, Lies, Lies. I think that's a great EP. The live stuff too, I loved it. But after that, man, I'm like, hmm, I don't know about all this, man. You know, like I know people love November Rain, but I'm like, oh, bro, God. bro, you should have got Elton John to sing that shit because Axel it. does not have that kind of voice, in my opinion. Do a do a song like that, man. But, but that's but me. The first you know? Was the sympathy for the devil cover? Oh, that I was terrible! And yeah. oh my God, the song "Oh My God" was abysmal. November, like, oh. and that's the thing I I respect about you, Charles, is as much as you love GNR, you're honest. You'll be like, man, if they do something that you don't like, you let people know. You don't. You're not. Yeah. I don't think any of us are about any band, really. Mostly, like there's. 
Yeah, like I, there's a few bands I love where I'll go, well, I don't think they ever put out a bad record, but there's not very many. Kind of turned the NR camp. Even but, Ozzy, as much as I love him, he's done some things where I'm like, oh, man, Ozman, what the fuck? Ordinary huh? man. Was, was abysmal. I'm sorry. What was? Patient 9. I love Patient. that album. I I like it. I'm not going to say I like loved it, but my thing was, to compared to fucking Ordinary Man, and I'm ordinary. big on that. I, I compare albums usually by the previous album. The I liked man. it much better. Yeah. Yeah. It's still not... Look, anybody that's expecting Ozzy to do another goddamn Diary of a Madman needs to quit smoking the fucking crack. It ain't going to happen, okay? I love Ozzy, but his best years are behind him. So for me, patient number nine, I'm like, you know what? Considering he's old and sick and everything that's going on with him, not fucking bad, man. And I thought it was kind of neat that he got all those different guitar players to play on it. And then unlike ordinary man i could tell oh yeah that's so and so that's so and so so i'll give it it's you know i'll give it more of a pass i guess but i mean there's some ozzy like i'm not real big on black rain i didn't really care for that Ooh, record I like I, 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 there's a couple of songs i like but overall i'm like uh, i don't know man uh, but I thought Scream was a good album, you know, so overall, there's a few songs here and there, but I don't think Ozzy's ever done a really, as far as, my, the last, in my opinion, really good Ozzy album, and even some people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this, was Osmosis. I really like that record. I know it gets hate sometimes, but I like that record. It has a really thundering Sabbath vibe. You got Geezer Butler on the bass. You got fucking songs like Thunder Underground. Are you kidding me? I think that's an underrated record. But after that, man, I mean... You know, um, what's the album? Down to Earth. Again, some good. There's some bangers on there, but is a full, a full album? No, man. And anybody that's expecting Ozzy to 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 do that now, come on, come oh, on. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know. So I'm not saying, you know. I guess maybe I do give Ozzy a little bit of a pass, but if I if even again, man, I didn't like Ordinary Man. I didn't like it. Oh, hardly at all. It. I hated it. Yeah, I was very like, what is this, man? Mike, so, Mike, I'm able to keep it real on Guns N' Roses because of two things. One, I've said it before on some other reviews. They were the band, for better or worse, that they made They got me... you into hard rock and metal. Right. Well, right. no, I was already going down to hard rock because I loved Ten-Armed Def Leppard. Hey. Oh, Ten-Armed Def Leppard rules. Hey, right. Def Leppard got me into hard music. I was I, going down that road. No, that, it made me passionate about music in general. And that's awesome. Like, I'm, hey, I'm glad, I, you know. I know they have some turds in the punch bowl. I do but know. But you acknowledge that. I'm talking about the people who, and I've met them where everything, I, I've never understood that. I mean, I'm, I know Jerry feels the same way. Like, I don't think any of us here in, in this podcast get that, where you love every single fucking song and every single album Not by even any Rush, particular I love artist. Every single album. And you love Rush, dude. Like you are the most, you're one of the most Rush loving motherfuckers I've ever met. And I love that about you, dude. That's yeah. awesome. The closest band for me is probably Zeppelin, but even they got stinkers. So, well, sure. I mean, they only have one. They only have one. The Crunch. Karis <laughs> I like Karis What the fuck is going on? Yeah, Jerry? I just did a discussion with my boy Jerry about Zeppelin. That was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I I uh, I need to uh, thank you guys. Uh, um, 
Mr. Rodriguez for letting me be a part of that. That was a lot of fun. Just the crunch. Just the crunch. That's it. That's it. <laughs> dude, hot great. dog sucks too, man. Hot dog rules. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> if I want to hear something that sounds like Elvis, I'll go listen to Elvis. If I want like, like like like, dude, Zell, like with James Brown with the crunch. If I want to hear fucking if something sounds like James Brown, I'll go listen to James Brown. We're gonna keep the crunch out of this. That rest of that fucking that's my favorite Led Zeppelin album is is House is a Holy. Oh, I love it. Well, no, it, because of the crunch, it made me go to. Physical I know graffiti. everybody else. Yeah, I know. Fucking physical graffiti rules. I love it too. But there's just um, some. It's my other. It's it it it's tied with Zeppelin One as my favorite Zeppelin album. I love this. Holy, I'm I love the ocean. I just love it. It's fantastic. But my second is Led Zeppelin Three because I'm a weirdo. Yeah, I can't there. wait to review that album. You know, I think um, for a future episode, if you guys are down, man, uh, and maybe I shouldn't be suggesting content. After all, I'm only a guest. But um, I think we should do the new Overkill down the line. Oh, I would love it. We should. I'm a bit. What do you say, Jerry? What are you kidding? I still need to hear it. I've not heard one song from it yet, though. But no? Uh, you said you didn't like it. Well, you got to check it out. Yeah, you gotta check it out. Well, I'll tell you what, Jerry, I'll send it to you, man. Yay! Metal, Mike, I asked you for that too. <laughs> you don't have it? I thought you did. Okay. No, I, I got you. I'm, I'm <laughs> off work right now. I can't buy frivolous things. Okay, well, yeah, just hit me up, dude. I mean, you have about some other things, but just well, remind. That was, that was the Motorhead, and I need that. What's that demon Sepultura. shit? Sepultura. Sepultura and Jerry. What did, was that demon shit? Night demon. Night demon. Night demon. Night yeah. Night demon. Yeah. Because yeah, really. yeah, Jerry requests night demon, and I don't have it. And, and then Mike. Mike. Uh, Mike. Mark wants uh, standing on the shoulder of giants by Oasis. I have that. I like the standing on the shoulders of giants by Armored Saint. I've got that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's a fucking banger, man. There's fucking, no bad. All right. Saint. Let's do what we're doing today. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. So we're doing Overkill, Fill the Fire. Jerry, you already talked about this, but you have anything else more to yeah, say Yeah, I got a couple say about it, man. actually released on the great Megaforce uh, label, if I remember right. Um, Rest in peace, John and Marsha Zazula. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what a great... I mean, it's, they've had several lineup changes through the years. I mean, I think Bobby and... Uh, Didi, the only two, I think, original members left from the dead. But they had some good guitar players. Man. Which Bobby? Uh, Bobby Ellsworth. Okay. Finger. Yeah. Blitz. But uh, Bobby Blitz. Yeah. Bobby Blitz is still the one in the band, right? Yes. yes. Him yes. and the bass player. The original. Yeah. Thing. Bobby uh, Gustafson or Ellsworth? Or Blitz? Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Go okay, Gustafson. so Blitz is still their Gustafson left, right? Yes. guitar player, yeah. But they had great guitar players, man. Dave Link's the guitar player they got now is really good. And uh, Sebastian Marino, rest in peace, man, a great guitar player. Um, Dan Dan Spitz, dude. Uh, yes, absolutely. Ron but, Lipnicki, I mean, yeah, they, dude. Dan Spitz in my favorite Anthrax era. I mean, they got, uh, you know, I wouldn't compare, they're probably a little bit more better, more better than Metal Church, in my opinion. Um, they're more like the little brother of the big four, if you know what I mean. Um, Even though I think they're better than most of those guys nowadays, but that's yeah. my opinion. Well, everybody wants to kick Anthrax out, including Jerry. They're, they're definitely better than the Eastern band that came from that era. But, <laughs> that's a, that's a little. 
But man, I mean, it's, it's just, they're just an incredible band. Look, I, I got all their albums up on my computer screen right now. What some kick-ass album covers they have, dude. I mean, them, Maiden, I think, I even put Ghost in there now. It's probably oh. three, three greatest album cover, you know, fans ever, in my opinion. But, I mean, Overkill's got, like, what, 30 different covers? And they're all freaking just awesome, so... And they're not the same one like L.A. Guns over yeah, and over. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? <laughs> the music isn't the same on each album. That's what matters. <laughs> they just use the shield. Whatever. God, I think, what's the band that ripped it off? Uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Sevenfold, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't sue them for copyright on that one, but... Two weeks in a row. But yeah, this is a great band, dude. I'm a, I, I've been excited about doing this for a while now. So Jerry, you cut out a little bit. Hello? You've been excited to do it for a while? Oh, yeah, I've been excited to do this record for a while now, man. So let's get it going. Let's All get started. Right, man, we get to the first song. And I'm just checking my list here to make sure none of you guys picked it. The first song off the album is Raise the Dead. Let's go with the guest first. Mike, what do you think about it? All right, track one, Raise the Dead. Um, I, I really dig this track. It starts with like an ominous intro that it's not, and what I mean by ominous intro, I'm not saying it sounds exactly like it, but it gives that Black Sabbath, the mighty Black Sabbath vibe from Black Sabbath one, you know, uh, and on their debut album. Um, it, it just all, and, and I like the dip song because it all starts all sludgy, but then after, uh, but then you hear, after hearing Rat on his drum intro, you just know it's going to be a total smack in the ear hole. Um, just total kinetic energy. If I was to have somebody just, hey, describe Overkill to me, that sums them up, in my opinion. Just total kinetic energy. Um, that is what this opening track is. That's what this album is. And this is, and that's what the band are. Just a killer opening track, in my opinion. I love Anthrax, okay, especially the Joey Belladonna version era, but, but, Overkill's better. Even though I understand why Anthrax is in the big fours, we're talking about impact and sales, so you gotta give it, you know, so I have no problem with them being in the big four, but I think Overkill are the greatest thrash metal band, East Coast thrash metal band. Thank you. Me too. All right, man. So, Jerry, I'm going to let you go last until unless the, they pick tracks because That's this is fine. your pick. So I'm going to let you close it. That's going to be the new thing. Whoever picks the album gets to close it. Uh, so I get to you. Uh, Charles, you want to go third or second? No, I can go. Or go I can go. Because ironically, I'm going to admit something because I'm not a fucking poser like a lot of people out there. Yeah. I was an extremely casual Overkill fan. Not only going to this review, but when I heard the new album, I was like, this fucking rules. Heard the one before, it might have been better, but I can say this. After listening to this album, a little spoiler, I'm agreeing with Metal Mike and Jerry. Okay? Right on, dude. And the, the dead. Extremely long fade-in. But it kicks into some extreme kick-ass drums from Rat Skates and into a great thrash groove that definitely has a foot inside the traditional heavy metal house. Bobby Gustafson's guitar solo and riffage is pure metal fucking bliss. Great opener, my kind of shit here, man. Bring on more. 
Ah, shit, this song sucks. Joking. <laughs> Starts off with a horror movie, then comes in with Sabbathy, then the drums come in like rats, fucking kicks ass. And it gets kind of grand, grindy, rhythm is amazing, vocals on top. Love the cymbal play by rats on this, man. You hear so little, like, uh, fucking what, you know, the police had the cymbals up high. On this song, they had that cymbal play going on, on fucking 20. This fucking, this kill, the solos are fucking killer. One for one so far. This fucking song rules. And then we get to the next song. How about Jerry? Oh, Jerry. Jerry yeah, man. Jerry, go ahead, man. <laughs> you know, that's Dude, what we do. I nobody, nobody mentioned classic Blitz Elworth fucking laugh, dude. And yes. <laughs> it's fucking classic. Well, you dude. know why? Because I, I barely got into this band in 2016. So, okay, you well, yeah, you hear that laugh quite often, a couple of times on this album. But yeah, what a great freaking opener, dude. That heartbeat entrance and the fucking whatever it is. It's that, with that, just fades into a great fucking tune. Um, you mentioned that Rack's fucking drumming on this is just amazing, dude. I mean, and that end that with the fucking Raise the Dead scream at the end, dude. Fucking A, dude. What a great starter, man. Five out of five, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I like the fucking scream. That's fucking amazing. Five out of five. I thought you had horns up, dude. Five out of five horns. Okay? There you five go. There you keep, go. Keep your stick up, man. Keep it up. <laughs> Don't change it hey. on me. The woozy from the surgery, dude. Give me a little break. Uh, I'll give you a break because you sure deserve one. <laughs> All right, fucking give me a break. Television show, pop culture, bitches. All right, I me, remember that show. You remember that with Nell Carter? Mm -hmm. You know, Jerry, uh, fucking Charles said I had sex with her. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. All right. Um, she was funny as fuck, though. But she then, was. Then we get to. I don't huh? I don't recall you that. Said I, you said I, said I had that? a crush on Nell Carter. Oh, a crush. I didn't say you had relations. Well, that I would just be fucking rude. took it to the took it to eleven. <laughs> the next. <laughs> All right, so we What's get. Yeah, I'm getting to it right now. Calm down. All right, I'm then we fired. Get, This is bliss here. Then we get to the next song, "Rotten to the Core," which Jerry picks. So here's "Rotten to the Core" on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
All right, that was Rotten to the Core. Jerry, why'd you pick this track? Well, because uh, it's a great fucking song, first of all. Second of all, I think it's probably their most popular song on the album. It was an MTV hit, if I remember right. I mean, again, you got that fucking classic laugh. I mean, it's like fucking metal as hell composition, dude, man. I mean, the, the riffs on this album are just fucking incredible. I mean, especially between the, the, the fast chorus, you got these fucking, this amazing sound, dude. I mean, uh, the fucking double bass just amazing in the song. I'm saying amazing a lot because this fucking song is amazing, dude. You feel the song just pounding your chest when you're fucking listening to it loud, man. It's amazing. Another five uh, horns up for me, man. Alright, I'll go with you, Charles. Can I ask the the panel here? I listened to the... the is there two versions of this album? Do you know? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. I just got into it. Of Apple Music, they have one with a dark green overkill and a orangey flame, and then they have another version with a light green overkill and a light yellow flame. I don't know if there was two separate versions put out or not. I Maybe. think the first one was by Megaforce, so there is some slight differences from when Atlantic re-released it when they signed their major label deal with Atlantic. I, I think. Yeah. Like no, I have Cruise did with Too Fast for Love. It changed a little bit. I, don't know. I haven't listened to the Atlantic version. I listened to the Megaforce version. So uh, I have, I do have a little slight problem with the production throughout the album, but I think it was probably due to budget constraints. Sure, yeah. And I'm yeah. not going to take it against the album, but I do think across the board the album would probably need a remaster. Well, you uh, got you got to remember something about, especially early thrash metal. Yes, the production is very um, re got a lot of reverbs, uh, and yeah. I'm not just talking overkill. I'm talking in general, uh, very tinny almost sometimes, uh, because they didn't have the. You know, people have to understand, man. Nobody got thrash metal when this shit first came out. It was French, and you had guys like John and Marcia Zazula. And Brian Slagle and Metal Blade Records, who fucking basically put their money where their mouth is and made it possible for these people to, you know, like, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, because of that. But then again, but, but then again Mike, there uh, to me, I would like the guitars brought up a little in the mix. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, it's like I got two. I got two. Well, but there's a certain it. charm to the way this production is exactly. because it's not brick walled either. And it's definitely, it's of its time. So it's cool, totally. I'm not knocking it. but I, I know you're not. Here, I wouldn't mind hearing a remaster version. Yeah, a remix is what you really want to hear. I don't think Overkill has the financial means to do that, I don't think. But who knows? You never know. So. Well, yeah. oh, I would, man, I wish I won, like, Publishers Clearing House or fucking the modern. I'd be like, hey, Bobby, hey, right. guys, let's let's do this, man. Let's take the multi-tapes. If, but... But either way, there on might this be illegal song, entanglements with that. It might be, yeah. They, but yeah. with that being said, though, man, we got kick-ass drums, and this is as close as perfection as you can get. The riffage gets just insane with a maiden-esque gallop going on here. Mm -hmm. Drums are pulverizing. I would have to say, if you don't get this, you just aren't into metal. And that I would like a little remaster just for variance, but 
This is just fucking Metal Massacre here. What a track. So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go last, Mike. Uh, this is kind of reminds me of Ride the Lightning guitaring. Love the guitarist, Bobby Goosterson. Then towards the end, gets all thrashy. Fucking love it. Plus, man, if Death Metal had a vocalist like fucking, uh, this dude, Bobby Blitz, man. Oh my god, I would probably listen to a lot more Death Metal. Fucking rules. I think he can do Death Metal. <laughs> uh, listen to, uh, man, these songs fucking rule. I'm gonna go back to this album just for these two songs. And then with the live, I'm sorry, Mark. I don't mean to interrupt you. I hear you. you. Seen what, Mike? Have you seen Over Kill Live? Yes. I mean, are they, are they, I've never seen them live, so I don't know what they're fucking phenomenal, dude. I've seen them twice, and fucking amazing live band. I'll see them again if I get the chance. Yeah, I would love to. So yeah. Yes, you it, go if you can. Go. Sorry, sorry, Mark. I mean, I didn't mean. Well, that I right. was already done. I was going to Metal Mike next. Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> all right. Right into the core. All right, folks. There is a fucking reason why this track has been a mainstay of the band's life set list since 1984. That's right, folks. They were playing this song live before they actually recorded it, and it was released on the album. Just fucking thrash perfection. The rhythm section of D.D. Verney and Rat Skates is thundering and bombastic. The vocals by Blitz are totally fucking sick. And the lead guitar work by Bobby Gustafson is incendiary. Hey folks, there's a reason why Overkill have had twin guitarists ever since Bobby left. That's how fucking badass Bobby Gustafson was. Absolutely. They had to get two dudes to fucking pick up the slack, alright? He is that badass. I love the game vocals too. Rotten to the core <laughs> fucking stellar track man fucking overkill classic just and they always so if you go see him expect to hear this song they always play it hell wasn't yeah bobby, wasn't bobby in violence for a while he was for a little while yeah he was there he was just recently I, yeah that band I don't know is what like I, tearing apart right now i heard yeah i don't know some, some drama going on there i don't know what's up man yeah. But Violence has always been that kind of band. As much as I love them, they've always had kind of a bit of drama, you know? So, hey, anyway, go ahead. You guys are talking about Rat Skates. I wanted to look where he's at. You know, you came back to Overkill, it looks like, in 1996? For Fuck You and Then Some? <laughs> Actually, that was recorded before on an EP, or like, oh, um, an EP. Yeah, like a I, single, and then they, yeah, and then they, re but Rat... He went on to actually become a documentarian. If you guys get the opportunity, you need to check out. It came out, like, I think 2010. Yeah, I've seen it. Get uh, thrashed. You can find yeah, it on Amazon Prime. Stream it. Rules. It's fucking yeah. phenomenal. It is a great documentary. There's man. another one. And Rat with, was very involved in with it. With all those, like, Bay Area thrash bands, it was pretty good, too. I can't remember. Murder from the Front Row. Oh, yeah, that's that fucking, fucking amazing, thing rule, too. dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I highly recommend, if you can get the DVD that has the extras, because there was a lot of stuff they couldn't have in the movie, where they cover all the bands that didn't make the film, that's on the bonus disc of the DVD. Highly recommended. Get thrashed. Buy that motherfucker if you're a thrash metal enthusiast. That's all I gotta say. Yep. Nice. So then we get to the next track, There's No Tomorrow. And we'll start with you, uh, Mike. All right, there's no tomorrow. Another back-breaking track. 
Fast and Furious, another just incredibly thrash-tastic track. I love the mellow acoustical interlude that goes into the bridge, and I especially love Blitz's melodic vocals. You know, because it's one thing I will say about early Overkill, you don't really get as much as that anymore. And I think Bobby has got a lot more range than people give him credit for. Um, it's just very underrated singer. Just a phenomenal track, and Bobby's guitar work is just fucking flawless. I mean, it's just, again... I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself a lot, but yeah, banger of a fucking track. What do you guys think? What do you think, uh, Charles? Or you want me to go next? All right, I'm good. Uh, like Jerry, I haven't been blessed to see this act live, but I can only imagine that this would pulverize live. Uh, listen to those drums. Now, and I have to say, too, just in general, being connected to all these wonderful people in this universe that I'm in now, that I've listened to more and more music now. And I, and interestingly, we've brought up Metallica. I'm not going to try to knock Lars, but this Rat Skates dude owns Lars all day. Points to me at when people say, yeah, Lars isn't as great as they say. Rat Skates rules, man. Badass fucking drummer. And I love the shift to a more that more dreamy kind of section. I am an Oasis fan, after all. Yeah. It goes into the solo. This is just a kick-ass metal song, period. It totally fucking rules. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Get in the car on the open road and jam this masterpiece of thrash. Fuck. Why did it take so long for me to listen to this? I feel like an idiot. Like you say, Mike, you know, at least you came to the party. Oh, can say that to Charles. He just said himself he yeah. was a casual at bet. Yeah. It doesn't matter when you get to the party, guys. Just as long as you fucking make it. That's all that matters, man. You're fashionably late. You're fashionably late, man. I started yeah, listening exactly. to them when Eddie Trunk played that song, Pig. I think that was Electric Age. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah I like that song, Pig. And then I said, oh, fuck this band rules. But then... I got distracted by other bands releasing a lot of different shit, and I never went back to them till I asked Mike to send me some shit. <laughs> so that was fuck. That's a fucking cool fucking. This is a cool fucking band, man. They take no prisoners, man. I like it. And then Jerry, close it out, man. Yeah, I mean, I want to. I when I when I go back to Overkill, I think of their classic '80s album. I need to re. I need to re go go through their whole catalog, man. It's so freaking long, though. But uh, I intend to get back to it. But anyway, uh, there's no tomorrow, man. Out of the gate, fucking just classic speed metal at its finest, man. Uh, you got that cool, slow vibe, like you mentioned, Mike. Uh, I, can, I, I think it sounds more like a Paul Diano Iron Maiden type of thing. Well, opinion. I hear some definite Maiden love yeah. on this record, especially yeah, a certain track. Yeah, across the board. It gets that ripping fucking solo again, dude, which is a recurring theme throughout Overkill's fucking career. Um... There's a couple of things I don't like about this song, but I'm, I'm, I still love it. It's four out of five. Four horns up, in my opinion. Nice. And then we uh, we get to the next song, uh, Second Son. What do you think about this, Charles? Well, I definitely hear a bit of Maiden influence on the structure of this song, especially in the bass work. And, well, really the whole song, but uh, they put their own spin on it. Not quite as straightforward again. Uh, it has a Maidenesque feel to it. And, and that, my friends, is a good thing. Four out of four so far on this fucking album. Kick ass so far. Excellent track. Mike? 
Okay. Um, track four, Second Son. I like this track. It's really cool, but in my opinion, it's a bit of a step down from the previous three tracks. But that by no means means it's a bad track. Killer filler is our good friend Wadzilla would say. And I totally, totally love the, or yeah, feel the Iron Maiden love on this track for real, Charles. So I got to concur with you on that one. Yeah, there's a lot of Maiden marching on this album. <laughs> so uh, then I get to it. Uh, killer album track, not as good as the last three. Plus, his voice sounds a little off on this one. Love the drums and the guitar at the end, they tear it up. The song rules because of that. Not Bobby's voice is a little off for me on this track, but it's a great song. But it's not better than the first, the first three. And then Jerry, take us out, man. No, you're right about you guys. Are right about this song. It's not the best on the album. It seems like uh, they're just going through the motion on this one. I mean, it's not horrible. I mean, the, like you said, the guitar solo at the end, fucking, or the guitar solos in general, and every one of their songs make it better. But this one. The guitar solo saved it, um, but I'm going to give this a three out, a three horns up, man. Not, not the best on the album. All right, and we get to the next song, Hammerhead, which Charles picked. So here's Hammerhead on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Hammerhead, and uh, why'd you pick this track, Charles? I thought the name of the song was cool, because I just said I was a casual fan. And then, uh, <laughs> but uh, I listened to it as well. And uh, they bring the thrash back on this one, to me. The drums crush again. We got a great groove to this one. I'm totally feeling this one here. Uh, again, I wish the guitars were a bit higher in the mix. Gustafson absolutely brings it with his solo here. Uh, production issues aside, it's a brain crusher. And uh, I haven't heard a clunker yet on this album. So, uh, And there was not one ounce of keel fest so far on this one. <laughs> All right, and then I'll, I'll get to it. Oh, shit, this brings the thrash back now. Like you said, Charles, his voice is back to the way I like it. This is a thrasher piece. Good pick, Charles. I fucking like this song. I like, and then, I like that word, Mark. Thrasher piece. Thrasher piece. And then, yeah, uh, I've used that more than once myself. Yeah, I think you have. I think I, it subconsciously got into my head, Metal Mike. Cause That's I do, all good. Because I do listen to the plug, Metal and More, with you and Bushy. So. I know you do, and I appreciate that. I've been yeah. listening to you guys. Good stuff, by the way. Thanks, Keep man. it up. You're welcome. And then we get to uh, you, Metal Mike. Oh, um, now this fucking track lives up to its name. Uh, one of my favorite tracks off the album is the whole track is just like getting smashed. To the cranium with a hammer. I can't really add more to it. I just think it's stellar musicianship throughout. Um, great track. So, would he take us out, Jerry? Okay, now we're fucking back on track, dude. Arguably the best fucking track on the album, in my opinion, man. Textbook fucking thrash format. Galvin riffs. Fucking insane, man. And did I mention these solos, dude? They're fucking amazing. A double bass again. I mean, freaking, just an amazing fucking album. Dude, I love this song. I love this album. Five out of, I'm doing five points again with this one, man. Fucking classic. Yeah. I lucked out there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, did. You did. You picked yeah. one of the best. You know, when I told Metal Mike the two songs you guys picked, he goes, I was going to pick those tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to the next track, which I picked. Fill the fire because you guys picked all the best ones, but we'll see how I like this one when we come back. Here's Fill the Fire on Freeform Rock Podcast.
Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Okay, that was Fill the Fire. I'll take this one because I picked it. Uh, dang, loving the bass and the drums on this song. Fucking almost made me fall walking in the house, man, because I'm not walking too well right now. <laughs> Started head banging my ass off. Love Bobby's voice, man. This rules. Uh, had one song he sounded weird on, but this has that made March. Love it. And around the 240 mark, they start getting into it, and Bobby comes back and fucking with those solos. Fucking rules. I love this song. Fucking so, then we go to you, uh, Metal Mike. What do you think of this one? Uh, Feel the Fire. Of course, the title track. Uh, I, again, I'm going to echo a lot of what you're saying, Mark. I just love the thunderous bass line by Dee Dee, accompanied by the booming drums of Rat. I think the rhythm section is stellar throughout this track. And I'm going to just say it. To me, lots of Iron Maiden love on this track. I would say out of all the... we, I know we've been saying some Maiden love, but this song could have been an Iron Maiden song as far as I'm concerned. Right. It was like, wow. But not a not, that's not a bad thing. I mean, you got to understand, it's their first record. And a lot of bands... When they do their first album, especially, they wear their influences all over their sleeves. Um, so I, I understand it. And the new wave of British heavy metal was a huge influence on thrash, right along with the punk. So, you know, yeah, it totally makes sense. Killer track. What do you guys think, Charles and Jerry? Well, uh, Dee Dee Vernie is harnessing some Steve Harris here, buddy. Fucking right. What a great man. piece of paper song man just another fantastic metal song you know i'm fucking really offended at this point because you know we got robbed when i was young and we were told poison was heavy metal oh god oh, oh, come on yeah jesus christ i just thought this they were is fun. just so I never considered them metal and let me finish i know you're a poison fucking nut swinger but let me finish this is just so much better than all that other hair shit <laughs> you know what can i interject hell? but what the hell were the labels thinking man and if well, anyone says oh Bobby's better don't talk to me anymore fuck okay. yes to this fucking track it rules there's a Go few ahead. uh things i would like to comment on what you just said there charles N number one i can't blame the record companies in a way for, for i and you know i'm not a fan of poison but that whole movement got so big they them fucking record companies as decent i said saw gold up there in the fucking you know west strip sunset yeah. strip you know and then them hills there so they were like fuck yeah and they <laughs> and that's kind of what happened is they unfortunately because of that they kind of cookie cuttered a metal movement so, you know, your first wave, even your second wave of guys were pretty good. But then after that, they're just ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. And that's a whole other thing. I don't want to get too much in a tangent of that. But yeah. my older brother, thank God for older brothers and thank God for friends of older brothers. Because they're the guys that introduced me to all this amazing thrash. When I was getting kind of disillusioned with where traditional metal was going, I mean, when you've got guys like Ozzy, who I love, and I like Ultimate Sin, don't get me wrong, but even at the time, I had a problem with the production. You get Judas Priest with Turbo. You got a lot of my bands that I love kind of going in this direction because they're seeing what's going on. They're like, well, hey, we want to, you know, 
again, I get it. I do understand why they did it. Well, then thrash metal came along, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this is... I mean, at first it kind of scared the shit out of me when I first heard it, because I didn't think he could be any faster than fucking Motorhead at the time. But but once I got it and it clicked, it fucking clicked. And and this band and this album was one of the first I heard, you know, of the thrash metal band. So it was yeah. like, it made a huge impact. And about D.D. Verdi, you want to talk about, I think... I'm going to say it right now. I think D.D. Verney is probably the greatest thrash metal bassist not named Cliff Burton or Robert Trujillo or somebody like that. He's I that believe it. Thrash metal, he is fucking amazing. You know, I would put Jason Newstead in there, especially if you hear the, the first Flotsam and Jetsam album. But, but fuck, D.D. is amazing. And I don't think this whole band don't get the credit they deserve. Listen to the years of decay, how great his bass playing is. On I that. know, dude, yeah. If you want, bro, I'll send you everything I got to overkill, Charles. You, know, you can do a fucking deep dive, bro. It's, it's not gonna, a problem. Yeah. It's going to be a long one, but it's worth it, man. Besides, brother, uh, you know, I, I, I want to add a certain few individuals to the station anyway, so it's in my best interest to do that for you. So well, <laughs> I, I have to say, I mean, it, we were sold hysteria, the greatest fucking rock and roll betrayal in the history of the business. And then we had this great shit hidden. But it was underground. Thrash metal was very underground at the time. There was yeah. a lot of people that didn't know about it. You know, there were some people that didn't care. Some people didn't get it. But then there was a lot of people that didn't know, you know, because their main source was MTV. And while I watched MTV and I liked MTV... Thank God I lived, it was weird, it was frustrating because I lived far enough away from St. Louis that with a kid, young kid who don't have a license, it may as well have been a world away. But when I did get to go to St. Louis with my older brother and his friends, we got to go to all those mom and pop record stores. And that's how we discovered a lot of this great underground metal because the only record stores in my town was at the local mall and it was fucking record bar and music biz. And you wasn't going to find Overkill there. Well, okay, I yeah. had Tower Talent. Records, which had everything, basically. But so. Tower Records was different, though, Mark, because even though it was a chain of record stores, you, I mean, you're living, you live in a metropolitan area, dude. It's a bit, I mean, St. Louis was metropolitan, don't get me wrong, but you're, you live in fucking L.A., bro. But like, I had I had to go to the one in Hollywood that was like 40 miles away right. from me to get the imports at the Tower Records. I know, so, I yeah. know, I know, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. had the same as, you, you kind of had the same problem I had with St. Louis, because yeah, we had a street side records, which was kind of like our it. Tower Records. Did you have to run from the Amish terrorist? I don't think you did. I did. So <laughs> hey, but, like, you remember when Queen lost their distribution in America? And uh, they had that awesome CD with the four pictures on it, Queen's Greatest Hits. They didn't sell that anymore domestically. So I had to go to Pasadena to this place called Moby Disc Records, which was like 25 miles away from me in uh, Hacienda Heights to Pasadena. I used to go there, dude. And I found the Queen Greatest Hits for 30 bucks on CD and I bought it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know you live. Never, you're, you're con I, go ahead, Jerry. I never heard that. What? Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, Hollywood Records. Disney took over the distribution. And, yeah. yeah. Wow. Ninety one, ninety two. You don't remember Iron Maiden wasn't available in America I for a while. I remember Iron Maiden. I had, the, I had the original Queen Greatest Hits with them on the cover. Yeah. yeah. With the black and the red. Yeah, that came out eighty one. I think eighty. Yeah. 
and then it went out of circulation. Then they came out with that blue greatest hits and that purple one when Hollywood picked it up. So yeah, they lost it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Maiden yeah. came out with those like uh, record when they brought back their CDs. They re-released them all at the same time, and they had they looked like you know records like old. Yeah, many, I bought all yeah. those. That was pretty cool. I remember thinking the packaging of that was pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I went to look for Iron Maiden and they were gone too. And I go, fuck. <laughs> if Queen was gone, I went and bought, paid thirty bucks for that Queen album because that's the only thing I could find at the time. Yeah. I think it was 2001 Iron Maiden re-released those albums in America, right? I believe you're right, Mark. I do believe yeah, you're right. When I, think I started that's... at Disney, that's when I started picking them up, like once a week, like a different one. Right. Yeah, those are fucking cool. And we had a place out here that went out of business because of the pandemic. Fucking cool computer store that sold CDs and movies. I forgot the name of them. But uh, then we get to the next. Who hasn't talked well, about Fill the Fire? Fill the Fire. Barry didn't do Feel the Fire. Yeah, that's why I said. Who hasn't talked about Feel the Fire? Yeah. It's, what a, another great song, dude. I mean, uh, to me, it's the greatest, it's the best composition on the album as far as written, as far as, you know, tempo changes and all that. Um, those leaves at the fucking end are just mind-blowing, dude. It almost sounds like it's dual leaves. I mean, I know that they're overdubbed leaves, but it sounds so freaking amazing. I mean, just another great song off another great album man that's all i got to say about that oh if you listen to the remix of that of when the queen came out in america of Miss of the world they have a different version of i think rick rubin did a remix of uh uh what's that song um uh, we will rock you yeah they have an extended solo in that version the whole other the the version of that song sucks until you get brian may's extended solo that's amazing the other version sounds like pop shit but the solo that Brian May extended on that was amazing. Okay. Yeah. Enough Queen. Let's get back to some metal. <laughs> hey, Queen's done metal. Shit. Stone Cold Crazy, bitch. <laughs> well, well, Queen were kind of like the Beatles, man. They were. They did kind of. They experimented and did all everything. You know, were they a rock band? Were they a hard rock band? Arena rock, metal, pop. They were all those things. I think they did you know? the fuck what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> like Rush. And then we get to the uh, oh, like uh, Ghost, maybe. They think huh? we do what they different styles. Ghost, another band that they want. They're popular. Yeah, that new band, that new band, Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene. Yeah, you guys following your cult leader. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I like. Um, that's what I like. I'm just because of that. Praise Ralph, yeah. man. <laughs> Everybody disses Ghost, man. I fucking love him more. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm just fucking with you, Charles, and the cult leader, so don't take offense to that. It's a joke. Let's <laughs> go. All right. And I we get the Blood and Iron, which Mike picks. So here's Blood and Iron on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
And that was Blood and Iron. Why did you pick this song, uh, Mike? All right, man. A fucking thrasher piece. Face melting thrash metal at its fucking finest. If somebody was like, hey, what's thrash metal? You fucking playing this fucking song. I mean, it's it's amazing. And it's my favorite track on the album. I'm kind of glad that, uh, you know, it made me, you know, because it's been a while since I listened to this record. So I was like, oh, well, you know, the first two came in mind, Hammerhead and Ride the Core. But then I'm like, oh, Blood and Iron. So when Mark said, what's your, I'm like, Blood and Iron. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking amazing track. What do you guys think? Charles? I get a... Go for it. I get a total motorhead feel to this song. And nothing wrong with that. Short, pulverizing, everything you'd want, unless you think Oingo Boingo is metal. Just <laughs> a Nobody <laughs> said Oingo Boingo was metal. You're crazy. <laughs> you see who starts it, Mike? He starts it with me, then he gets pissed off when I come back. So, whatever. <laughs> you told me about you guys crack me up, man. Metal. That's what you told me. I said, lyrically. I said, lyrically, you could make this into metal songs, and I found metal bands that did make them into metal songs. So, there you go. Just joking. Good lord. Just joking. You know, hey, I was going to interject, though, real quick, though. You, you mentioned Motorhead, Charles. I don't know if you realize this, but Overkill got their very name from... I do. Overkill. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so just, it's just got that, that, which it's, is my all time favorite Motorhead song, by the way. So, continue. Oh, I agree with that. Great song. So Charles. I feel to it. I'm done with Blood and Iron. It right. rules. So, uh, Blood and Iron. I'll go, and then Jerry goes last. And you picked a wallop of a song, Metal Mike. Man, this song went so fast, I had to go back and listen to it again. This fucking <laughs> thrashes. And bashes with a little punk thrash with a blistering soul. This song fucking rules. <laughs> Fuck, this is the thrashiest. This is a thrasher piece. I messed up on those other two. I called it thrasher piece, but this whole album is fucking ruling so far. So, uh, Jerry. Yeah, I'm 51 years old, about ready to turn 52. I won't go back into pits anymore. Oh, but man. Yeah. If there's ever a song that I would love to freaking go into a mosh pit, it would be this one. Right? I would come out bloody and broken, but I would love it. I mean, if you can't get into this freaking song at a concert next door, there's fucking Firehouse and Trickster for you, man. You get a free Esther. You get a free Esther bag at the door, man. You, you see, Mike? You see, Mike? They, they pick on me first. <laughs> and then when I make the comeback, they get all feelings. And Absolutely, that's what it's all about. But anyway, seriously. Because I go harder back. Don't just fucking... Don't this you just get fucking, personal. This is a I fucking, don't get personal. You think it's personal. <laughs> this is just fucking an injection of fucking metal therapy, dude. Love it. Great pick, Mike. Well man. said, Jerry. Well said, man. Um, yeah. I mean, let me just say this. I, I listened to this record. I listened to it a few times because we had agreed to do this a long time. I'm the reason why it's taken us so long to do this particular episode, which I do apologize, gentlemen. But I got to say, man, I listened to it again before. And, you know, when they say music's the best medicine, they ain't lying, man, because it definitely made me. It, you know, it's, it's why I, I do the podcast, why I do the radio thing. It's therapeutic for me. Mm. And, uh, you know, in light of my recent events, I needed it. So thank you guys. Oh man, all my heart. No, no problem. Because yeah. I think somebody asked me. He said he's still going to do it after his dog died. I go, yeah, it's therapy. <laughs> yeah. 
It's, well, I mean, look what Jer uh, look what uh, our boy James West did. He lost his little cat who he'd had for died ever, yeah. and he went ahead and recorded with us. So you know, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, not to sound cheese dick, but my little doggy wouldn't have wanted me not to do this. I mean, she was <laughs> you guys. You guys. She would sit right next to me when I record the podcast with bushy or when i would do my radio show she was she'd even whine and give her opinions on things so you, guys need <laughs> you to know bring james west in on shit on your podcast more because we do i, I well i want to i want to have more frequent guests like and one of the things i want to do is bring certain listeners to the podcast on you know because you know what i mean and of course have you guys on as well from time to time so i i'm, I'm going to talk to bushy right, right now we're just trying to get all the rock and pod stuff out of the way and i really need to talk to him because we need to record another episode to introduce all the other interviews we did, you know? I mean, yeah. Boy, he's got a girlfriend now. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah, and that's all well and good, man. But, you know, hey, Would mama you bought you all that equipment for reason, Bushy. Come on, you man. you pick more awesome shit like this, I'm there. <laughs> for real, man. Well, I think Bushy's even a fan of Overkill, so that's not a problem, man. Yeah, but That's she's getting amazing. into a lot of death metal, which I'm like on. One of the things that I, yeah, one of the things I'd like to do with our podcast, and we've done it a couple of times, but uh, I did it all the time with Mac, DJ Mac, who used to be a, a, a DJ uh, from Ireland on our station, and it was called the Mind Over Metal. We named it after, uh, well, he named it really, he started it uh, after the old Raven song. And one of the things we were doing right before he, Real life just got in the way. Poor guy really did have the luck of the Irish. Jesus. He had to leave the station and he had qu quit doing the podcast. But we were doing these retrospectives where we would pick a band and go through their entire discography. Not like a review like this, but, you know, like we would go through the discography, talk about the history of the band, and then pick our favorite track off of each album kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I did that. I did that with Rush on the Black Spinner podcast. That took yeah, us over yeah. three kind of, hours. Oh, I think four right. hours, and we didn't well, even get to the live albums. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, though. I think with certain bands like that, you almost have to do multi-part episodes. Oh, but yeah, we yeah. did, like we did, we did a three-part Rad episode, and we were right in the middle of Wasp Ooh. when everything went to shit. And I'm still, I have all those episodes i've thought about giving them to bushy for extra content like hey man throw this out there because it's good stuff man yeah. you know yeah. and uh, i would love to do that on a band like overkill what was, so what was that new doomy band you gave me that i fucking loved you just interviewed them. they watch us from the moon I just oh my god them? dude i got fucking high and i listened uh -huh. to that album while i was talking to you i go this fucking shit rules i know you and then i listened it. to some uh uncle acid and the deadbeats i got i got i'm playing a song on this week's uh that metal uh well it'll be gone oh, oh, on that oh, metal station and I'm playing i'm gonna start playing some more of them dude they fucking rule too did i send you their stuff yeah you gave me all yeah. of uncle acid and the deadbeats yeah they're, they're fucking great review nobody answered so i don't know add, if like them add, add some x mortis mark oh i did like them too yeah, X Mortis is badass. Yeah, I, I yeah. he gave me the video. I like, go, I'm not gonna like this, and then I watch it. I go, you know what? I can understand what he's saying. It's not death metally where I can't understand his lyrics, and the music is rad, so I like it. I mean, and it, the thing about and I like Dozer is really good. Yeah, I yeah they're I pretty cool, man. You know, the yeah. one thing I like, the thing about the the retrospectives though is, is it does take quite a bit of research, especially oh, it's if it's a band that you're not. That you're either a casual fan of, like, um, we still need to get on that. We're wanting to do a, re a Megadeth retrospective with Scribble, 
um, where we're going to do like the first era, but we're going to break the eras into separate episodes. And I'm very familiar with the early stuff, but after uh, after Euthanasia, man, I kind of tuned out on Megadeth for a while, so I gotta re-listen to those records. Yeah, and, you, you know, need to, you need to do that so I could find the album that Scribble doesn't like that much of Megadeth and do a review <laughs> on it. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> Oh, Mark Alden Taylor, you are such a fucking troll. So but, crazy, Mike, uh, uh, yes. we're going to have you on for the Oingo Boingo respective. Oh, sure right. yeah. Uh, yeah? All right, cool. All right, all all right. We already did three albums of Oingo Boingo, and Lee loved them, so. Well, I'm, I'm out of well, whatever that is. Sorry. You know what? You know what, dude? I've done everything you guys have. <laughs> you guys get to, like, jump out whenever you want when you don't like something. I'm always here recording. Putting it up. Look, I'm I'm bro. I'll tell you what. You love to do an Just joking. If you want me to do something that, as long as you don't have a problem, I mean, look, I'm no, not real big on uh, going on somebody's album or if it's a band I don't really like, I'm going to be like, oh man, I don't know if somebody wants to hear me fucking rip on an we album. Want you to? That's what we love. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, man. I was like that too, Mike. At first, I'm starting to get a, I'm starting to ease up a little bit. Jerry, more when I stuff. hate albums, you guys give me. That's the funnest time I have. <laughs> All right, man. Fair enough, dude. It's like okay, it cool. sucks to be a love yeah. fest. We've had those episodes, sure, and we and we're kind of having one right now. Yeah, we are. Listen to me on hysteria. That is not a love fest. I know. I, that's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> We like are, I, yeah, I, that was. Park, I, I would love to do a firehouse album. Oh, love it! <laughs> I'll be doing an assignment that week. See, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be two against one. Damn. It's easy notes, man. You know, it's that's easy. brutal. Well, no. well, you know what, Mark? Maybe we can do a crossover episode where you won't be raped alone. Bushy we can be raped Bush, with you. Bushy will be right there with you. Yes. The thing is, I do crossover episodes, and Bushy never puts it up. Well, you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be a true. Either we'll guest on yours, or you yeah. guest on <laughs> ours. Right. We'll. And we'll Bushy do that. Loves yeah. Nelson. So yeah, Bushy's just lazy and doesn't want to do any extra editing. Dude, all he had to do is put it up the way I put it up. And he's like, hey, fuck you, man. You fucking edit. No, thank you, Bushy. Dude, I told <laughs> him how to edit. It's fucking really easy. <laughs> you stop I'm when you're going to song it. I can put songs underneath this. It's easy, but why should I? I don't want to sound like the other podcast. Uh, I understand. Yeah, man. So let's digress here. We got, You already said Blood and Iron, right, Jerry? Yep. Everybody. Okay, yep. so we get Kill It Command. I'll start with you, Charles. Holy shit, this crushes. <laughs> Another one I think though that does suffer from the production. But I could have used and I could because I could have used a little separation of the guitars on it, but does it make a negative impact on me? No, not at all. To the contrary, the song absolutely crushes, like I said has an awesome shift to an epic middle eight, and it's just what is great about great fucking metal. This has to be, no doubt, one of the most underrated metal bands of all time. Near perfection, sans the production. So, uh, Metal Mike? Man, I can't add more. I mean, Charles just pretty much said everything I was going to say. Um... And I, again, I almost feel like I'm repeating myself and echoing what Charles said, but just another thrasherific track, just a blueprint of 
how to do thrash, you know, uh, because, well, East Coast thrash, because there is a difference, I think, between Bay Area thrash metal or West Coast thrash metal and East Coast thrash metal. There is, there are some differences, I think, and uh, Overkill just perfected it, in my opinion. Nice. They are the greatest East Coast thrash metal band, period. Sure. What other thrash metal bands are there from the East Coast? Oh, Nuclear Assault, uh, Whiplash... Stormtroopers of Death, which was Ooh, really like a super that. group, and I love Stormtroopers of Death. Um, you that way, though. What's the name of that band? Shit. Uh, well, I know Anthrax <laughs> is East Coast, too, so. Yes, Anthrax. Blessed Death. I think they're from there. They're a cool band. Uh, yeah. I've heard before. I just can't think right now. Oh, yeah. You'd have to, I mean, um, I'd have to go through the list, but those are the ones that come to my mind immediately. I mean, I love me some Death Angel. Assault. Death I Angel is Bay Area. Yeah, they're, they're the really second cool. wave of Bay Area thrash metal bands. Oh. Right there with like violence and, uh, well, you yeah. could even say Testament. Yeah, I'd be getting into some Testament. Yeah, good shit. I mean, yeah, man. Nuclear Assault, that's definitely going to be a pick in, in my I mean, You guys, me and Jerry were more than happy to be your thrash metal historians and instructors. Yeah, I, got, I think I got all the Nuclear Assault for me too, Mike. I think, I, I think you did, yeah. yeah. I was happy to get Mark into Metal Church, and I'm kind of glad he's getting into Overkill now. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I've been into Overkill. I just stopped listening to them after the Electric Age. (laughs) It's like, I forgot about them. But uh, I shouldn't forget about them, because they fucking rule. I do have the... I did buy the live CD from Eric Swinson, the double live CD. That's pretty good. And then we get to... uh, Let's see, my turn on this song. This song rips your head off and the butt blood just spills out. I love the oh, oh, oh. This reminds me of Saxon song, the structure of it. The solo is fucking, has a melodic tinge to it and then rips at the same time, kind of like EVH to me. Uh, I could be nuts, but this is a little over four minutes, but it seemed longer because they packed a fucking punch into this fucking track. Fucking killer fucking... It, it, kill at command. It reminds me like there's fucking a war games thing going on or something. But, uh, Jerry. Uh, man, I said on the last track, man, it's an injection of fucking metal therapy. This one, you can fucking OD with the metal therapy. It's another great tune, dude. This song's energy from start to finish, man. I mean, what else can you say that you guys haven't said? Another five horns up. So, uh... Charles. Yeah. Oh, that was it. <laughs> I can let command. Then we get to their. Uh, overkill. How did you. We get to Overkill. So we start with you, Metal yeah. Mike. Um, yeah. Overkill. The. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Uh, eponymous? Uh, eponymous? Or. Yeah. The, you know, when it's the same name of the band, their track. Um, and what's funny is they would actually go on to have two more tracks called Overkill. You had Overkill 2, The Nightmare Continues, which was from Taking Over, and on their second album, Taking Over, and then Overkill 3, Under the Influence, which obviously was from Under the Influence. Um, I really think it's a really cool tune. I really, really dig it. I think Blitz just really stands out on this track, man. There's some really great, strong vocal work. Of course, the rest of the band is stellar, too. Just a great track. I mean, again, repeating myself, but what are you going to do when a band puts out this this kind of material? Just a killer, very underrated debut album. And, uh, yeah, it's funny how they have more than one song called Overkill, but those were actually good, unlike Unforgiven. Shots fired. Oh, man, that, that, man. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, did they call? They called themselves Overkill because of uh, freaking uh, Motorhead, right? Did they write the song yes. Overkill yes. because of the song? Too? Yes, this is this is their song. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they they did a song called Overkill, and then like I said, did two more that are actually good. So um, shots fired. Nice. And then we get to you. I'll get to me first. Killer song and killer uh, killer song. Short, sweet, and thrashy. Fucking, I love it. And it uh, fucking kicks ass. So, Charles. Well, I've always been hit and miss on songs titled out after the band. There's some good ones, obviously. Uh, Bad Company. And Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. But there was also Big Country. Uh, but not this one. This is on the positive end of that spectrum. The riff reminds me of the Halloween theme. Okay. Oh, you know, I never thought about that before, but it does. Yes. Yeah. Definitely a mystical haunted vibe lyrically, but in a great way. Just an absolute tour de force of a track. Fucking crushing, and I love it. Jerry. I mean, it's like, you know, I agree with Mikey. I keep repeating myself, man. It's a fucking great song, dude. It's metal, metal, metal right up your fucking ass, dude. It's awesome. The lyrics are amazing in this one. It's got that almost like demonic fun sounding chorus. That scream is just ah! Oh yeah. And uh another masterpiece, man. Five out of five. Five horns up in the air, dude. Yeah, I don't even think this album went gold, did it? Too bad. Should have. Yeah. Yeah. Overkill's one of those bands they, they got a very loyal cult following. But yeah, I don't I mean, I think maybe their highest-selling album probably would be uh, Years of Decay. Um, I could be wrong about that, but... Um, either, yeah, that, either that or Under the Influence. Yeah, I would say one of those two, yeah. Did they ever go uh, platinum? I don't know. Don't believe so. No, oh, unfortunately. Wow. That's sad. I know. It is sad, because they should be. They have... Um, um, right, right, it says here, though, Overkill has sold over 16 million records worldwide. They are also estimated to have sold more than 625,000 records in the United States since the beginning of the SoundScan era. So, yeah, they're not somebody who's, you know, they don't have multi-platinum fucking success. Um, but uh, I th think one of the reasons what, that's what makes them so great, though. Overkill never, never, they didn't have to worry about being lazy because they're still hungry. They're still... And and they know what their fans want, and they yeah. give it to them. You know, there's no, you know. I mean, they'll try to if, they'll try to be experimental. If you go through their uh, discography, not every record sounds the same. Unlike so, what some people say, like even this new album. I, I when they said there was kind of a Sabbath vibe, I definitely hear it. But I loved it, man. I I what I've heard of the new album, I think it's fucking wicked, man. I I, I don't understand some of the criticism that the record's getting, but hey, that's me. You know, everybody. The whole thing on Amazon is great. You like it? Oh yeah, cool. That's why I asked okay, you for did, it. <laughs> um, does anybody have track? 10 the the bonus track it wasn't Connor, on the original release i on this album Ten yes tracks? yes i want i would love to go first on it if i could i don't want to be rude but go of course it, charles sonic reducer the dead boys cover and that's something that we've missed a little bit here there's definitely a punk influence as well throughout punk. the album Oh, yeah, is this a punk song? This is a Dead Boys song. And uh, 
It makes sense to me that we're getting a punk uh, a cover of this because I do feel punk feel as well under the surface on this album. And uh, this song is great. I do dig it. But to be fair, I do like the original Dead Boys version better. But fantastic cover uh, overall. And this was one fantastic album. So, so who got you into the Dead Boys? Myself. Thank you. It wasn't Guns N' Roses? No, thank okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be a dick. England, so thank you. Well, here's a little bit of a history lesson for you. Um, I don't know if you know this, since you're kind of somewhat new to the band, Charles. Overkill yeah. was formed in 1980 from the ashes of the punk band known as the Lubra Cunts. Featuring bassist Dee Dee Verney and drummer Rat Skates. Verney and Skates placed an ad looking for guitarist and lead singer, which was answered by guitarist Robert Pissarek and singer Bobby Ellsworth, and the first incarnation of Overkill was formed. After rejecting several names, including Virgin Killer, the band finally settled on Overkill, named after Motorhead's second album. Bassist D.D. Verney gave vocalist Bobby Ellsworth left his the nickname Blitz due to his over-the-top lifestyle. Yeah. So there you go, man. And I, the I, one thing, I, no, go ahead. The one thing, uh, what was you going to say, Jared? Go ahead. Fucking metal as hell, right there, dude. Right, yeah, and um, I also think that the Lubricants. I'm like, oh, how can you not name a band name like that? Oh, ruled. You know? But there is a lot of there is a little punk feel. To oh, big time! But yeah. hey, with, with with Thresh, to me, punk is just as bit a big a part of the component as the metal. You know, it's it's kind of like what Exodus said. It goes, we were just doing what our gods were. You know. Sabbath and Priest and Maiden and you know and, and and Motorhead, we just took what they were doing and then threw in some exploited and discharged and Ramones and Sex Pistols and you know Dead Boys and put in Mis a blender and there you go, man, thrash metal. You got Misfits, definitely an influence. Oh sure, sure, yeah. sure, of course. And the thing was is even the name thrash that that term was a punk term. Go to a show and get thrashed. It was a skater yep. thing. Mike Thrash and Glenn Danzig. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do too. What's wrong with that? Because Mike does it. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not a huge. Fan. I love him. I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to be a dick. Hey man, I you do like, you, Charles. Well, but I I prefer you know Sex Pistols and Clash and that kind of stuff. But I Fine. do enjoy the Misfits. I respect their place in music history. I understand they were influential, but I think I I just don't like Glenn Danzig. I've never liked Glenn Danzig. I, I, he just grates me. He he vexes me. As Khan said about fucking Kirk. Okay, I just, yeah. I just oh fuck. The best thing he ever did. The best video is when he got knocked the fuck out by that punk rock. <laughs> I know. Anyway. I, I posted that today, and there was people who didn't know about that, and I'm like, what? I knew about it. Fucking legendary, man. Yeah, he got laid out. Laid the fuck I, out because he's a out. bitch. I, I he, that was the bitch move, you know. And I, I had to remind myself what it was. They fucked that band over, Danzig. Yeah. And he not. laid hands on fucking old boy he first. And he, so, that's you know, my sorry, you lay, you lay your hands on somebody aggressively. You're asking to get fucking blasted. You're asking for it, man. And boy, did he. Yeah, I loved it. It's great. 
Those muscles. I, mean, I don't know. That dude motherfucker always pissed me off anyway. Like when he would tear the fish net off like he's a badass. I'm like, dude, <laughs> if you were wearing like chain mail and you tore it off, that would impress me. But just stop already. He thinks well, he's Elvis, like man. I don't like how all oh, that was horrible. His and that's another thing about you, Danzig. You you ended up fucking a chick I used to bang. So how's my sloppy second <laughs> taste, you fuck? Damn. Hey, True story. Oh, she was okay. she's in love with him and so she goes to his hotel and he, he when they get done or whatever the next morning, he's all like, Well, why don't you go ahead and get cleaned up and we'll leave? And then she goes to take a shower. She gets done, and he's gone. He bailed. And I'm like, oh, what a shocker. So then she calls me, and I'm like, I ain't coming to get you. Get one of your other sad boyfriends to do it, man. Fuck <laughs> that. Because, you know, I couldn't stand that guy. It's like, if, it, if you'd fuck, because she wasn't really my girlfriend, you know, just, you know, I mean, she was Holly the slut, you know what I mean? She was a groupie, so it was like. Yeah, yeah, kind of, you know, and I did care about Holly, but I was like. If it'd been any other rock dude but him, I'd be like, yeah, sure, babe, I'll get you. But I'm like, Danzig? And then you're surprised that he abandoned you? Oh, guy's a fucking asshole, man. Like, when he went off on that rant about a festival where he was pissed off that Slayer was on the bill higher. Hey, douchebag, Slayer's bigger than you. Deal with it. I, I did not like when he said the Who was something. He didn't. He talked bad about the Who. And I'm no, like, I'm I, I don't know. The original like Oasis that I like better, though. <laughs> Uh -huh. the, the Oasis, their attitude reminds me of early Who. Yeah. You kind of see that, maybe yeah, a bit. You have an unhealthy obsession with trying to prove how Oasis ain't shit. But, no, I, Dude, but the thing Oasis. is, I tell you, I like a lot of Oasis songs that I hate. So. Hey, I like their attitude. I don't care if you like me. I just like their attitude. It's rock and roll. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Oasis definitely fucking rock and roll, man. Absolutely. I never disagree with that. I just like to fuck with Charles because he likes to go off on LA yeah. guns and other things on this episode. So I got to get it back. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, they bitch smack LA <laughs> guns next week. All righty then. And Wonderwall at the, on top of it. But yes, we're talking about a Dead Boys cover, Sonic Reducer, Magic Mike. What do you think of it? Um, I dig it, man. Magic it's Mike. a cool cover. Uh, you know, just like you said, song from the old school yeah. punk band, the Dead Boys, which I think are a pretty cool band. Yeah, uh, that's from their 1977 album, Young, Loud, and Snotty. And I think this cover was Young, Loud, and Snotty. I dig it. So, Magic Mike, <laughs> Magic Mike. <laughs> oh, good so, uh, how, how's that pay? Is that a good job? Hey, I'm drunk. <laughs> We're hey, I, I had I couldn't be a good uh, host if I didn't bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Damn it. I agree. This is a I, didn't, punk. I didn't catch that. Did you say that? I didn't catch that. He said yeah, Magic no, Mike. I, yeah, because I was drinking. I'm drinking. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good, bro. Don't worry about it. Drink on the hey, I'm drinking today, too. Shoot, don't tell the wife. I didn't take the meds that counteract with this shit today. So. Dead boys. Had it clean Dead boys. Lit. So I think this is what you guys said. I can't really top what you said, Jerry. I mean, it's just an outstanding cover, dude. I mean... Outstanding record, man. I guess I've never seen these guys live before, but man, I hope I had the chance to see them. Gotta live. make it happen, Jerry. We I gotta. Mean, make it if happen. you can't get, if you go to this concert and don't like it, man, down the street the YWCA has got Pretty Boy Floyd waiting for you. <laughs> hey, Pretty Boy Floyd will have seats. <laughs> I'm get old. I can't stand up. 
Get that <laughs> free Max Factor gift bag at the fucking door. Go to Keel Fest. Oh, dude, I hate <laughs> Pretty Boy Floyd, and I hate Keel now. So fuck. Go to the Fairline and tour. Let's go watch a Duran Duran show. But man, what a uh, what a great freaking album, dude! I and mean, what a great debut album. Yeah, a great band. Great. Dude, man, thank you guys for letting me do this album, man. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thank you for fucking picking it, brother. We're picking it, dude. So, uh, Jerry, what what's your horns on this whole album overall? Uh, I would definitely give it a four out of four point five out of five, dude. All right, I give it nine and a half bong rips. And <laughs> nice, I like that, Mark <laughs> Charles. I give it Noel Gallagher bitch slapping Phil Collins to hell. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> See, he he he's he's the wild card. He changes his ratings every week. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's a fucking threat. It's a fuck man. I I mean, honestly, all jokes aside, like I said, I was a casual fan of this group. Heard tracks here and there. I was floored by listening to this. I'm fucking fell in love with it. Thank you for bringing this one to the table, Jerry. Oh man. You know what I got? I'm just gonna add my rating is this six hundred and six. Six fucking devil horns, man, and that's it. Is, is, that your, is that your new one, or have you used that before? I think so I think use so. That, you got, well, I, I, I'll have like a row. You got your six devil horns, which is pretty good, and then you got your sixty-six, and then six hundred and sixty-six is the old. And I think that this is, I think this is a very underrated debut album. It's like when they talk about the great debut thrash metal albums, it's always, it kill, of course, kill them all. You know, um, and, oh, and obviously Slayers Show No Mercy, um, Exodus Bonded by Blood, killer record. Oh, like but nobody one. ever the talks Blood about Blood. Feel Fire, Feel the Fire, man. And it's just like, God, man, it's so good. What would what'd you say, bro? This full of metal, Anthrax. This metal. Ooh, I yeah, like that one. It's one of the best albums Anthrax did. I don't did. like that yeah. vocalist. <laughs> I like Joey and, and which I know I know Jerry don't like Anthrax. Yeah, you don't like. I, I respect that man, uh, but um, this but like I said, but I, I I dig me some Anthrax. I don't like everything ever done, and uh, but but I do dig them. But it, you know, I have to be honest, man. Um, I already said my favorite East this Coast thrash metal band is these guys right here, hands down. Yeah, this pattern fistful of metal. I would oh. say. Well, I think yeah, Overkill. I I'm going to say right now. I think Overkill destroys Anthrax, and and that's not a put down on Anthrax. I'm still an Anthrax fan, guys. So anybody out there that's going to get <gasps> no, it's just my opinion. And, and and Anthrax is awesome, and I love them. But that, I, you know, again, Overkill's been more consistent, which is very important to me. You know, you can have things about certain bands that have been around, but they take high, like Death Angel, one of my all-time favorite death metal bands, but they took a break. They quit for a while. You know, they got back together and they've been killing it ever since. But to me, Overkill's like Testament. They never stop. They've just been putting record after record after record out, man. I you gotta respect that. You have to respect that. Twenty freaking studio albums in freaking what? Um thirty eight years? I mean Right. That's what, once every, one album every two years? That's fucking insane, dude. Yeah. I mean Yeah, you're right. Amazing, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, this this band is amazing. I need to get into them more. I've been playing them on thatmetalstation.com. But uh, before, we, man. before we go, Charles, man, uh, you want to thank our guest? Totally. It's always awesome to have metal, Mike. I don't know who Magic Mike was. Uh, 
It's all good, brother. Well, he must be making mo more money being Magic Mike than Metal Mike, though. Maybe. Dude, like yeah. anybody would pay to... Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Channing Tate. Hey, I, I mean, it's awesome to have him on. And, uh, Thank you, brother. Also, what a fucking great album again. I'm fucking knocked out and floored, and I'm glad we did this, this album. I think this might be the end of Metal May for us, and what an ending. Well, I mean, one thing I do want to say real quick to all you guys is I went ahead and sent each of you a copy of the new Overkill. So check it out. And uh, I know I, I know you've already listened to the whole thing. Have yeah. you, uh, uh, um, sorry, brother. Have you, Charles? Yes, I did, and I love it. I but say, I, oh. I can send you the rest of it if you like, man. Overkill is a phenomenal band. Yes, they are. Right on. Oh, another thing you need to check out. Our good friend from the Rock All Over You podcast, he had did a whole, you know, he's got a YouTube channel, and he did a whole, like, three-part video series where he goes through all the Overkill albums, because much like you, Charles, he came in, he came late to the party, but now Overkill's like his all-time favorite thrash metal band, and uh -huh. it's a really cool video series, man. I highly recommend it. You guys need to check it out. He did a phenomenal job. I trust in Eddie Canastracci because he's my Oasis blood brother. So well, there you go. Oh, yeah. He, he likes the new Metallica album, so there you go also. Hey, and that's fine. Yeah. He can like whatever he likes. I, I'm i not going to bag somebody for liking something that, you know. What I get irritated with is where I have people... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I, it, there's just, and maybe that's just me going, hmm, you know. But I'm like, there's so many people that I've seen. Oh my god! I'm like, what's been amazing? Like, but again, to be fair, I haven't listened to the whole fucking thing. So until I get sit down and listen to the whole record, I cannot give total judgment on. I can only talk about the songs I've heard. But yeah. All right, man. Let's get to our tracks. mediocrity. Let's get to our tracks of the week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the co-host both agree with you. Uh, Mike, you picked Return to Earth. They watch us from the moon. Yes, they have an album coming out May 12th. You can get it from their band camp. You can pre-order it. I have. I got the, I'm got. i going to get in the purple and blue swirl vinyl. Um, they're going to be doing a small tour uh, in the summer. They're hitting St. Louis, and I've already told them I'm going to come see them. I'm going to bring a whole posse with them. I'm really, really excited about this band. I really dig them a lot. They kind of have their own thing going. I don't think anybody else sounds like them, and they don't really sound like anybody else. Even though I hear elements of things. But I just dig it, man. If you like to get music to get baked to, this is the band for you. Their album, uh, um, I'll look it up real quick. Hold on one minute. It t it's part one. They t it tells a story. It's going to be a three-part story with an accompanying comic book with it. They put on costumes and everything. Like when I first saw their first photo, I showed them in a bar with ray guns. They looked like they stepped right out of the Moss Eisley Cantina. <laughs> which i seriously said in my interview man uh but their new albums first one they did a ep called moon doom which was really just them fucking around experimenting and they just put it out there to put it out and it got a buzz since then they've had a lineup the lineup they have now is luna nemesis which is lauren mayhew she's one of the band members i interviewed uh the bass guitar is zacatron the cyborg lead guitar and vocal um and then our uh, Benjamin Black is the drummer. Adrian Ellen is the guitarist and vocalist. And then you got the general vocals. Uh, um, Nova uh, one one zero zero one zero zero one, which her real name is Chelsea. Hey, Shane that's a 13, rush term. 
<laughs> Shane Thirteen is the other guitar player, kind of the the um, uh, the band leader, uh, I would say. Uh, the you know he's um, he's the general or General Shane Thirteen, also known as Shane Murray. He's the other member. It was I, I interviewed them both at the same time. Really, really cool band. Um, if I were to describe them, I'd say it's like Pink Floyd. And I'm talking the best lineup of Pink Floyd. Yeah, that's what I was, th I was thinking. The classic lineup with Black Sabbath. And a little you bit know, of with, Rush. And a little bit of, um, like, if you guys have ever heard of Ruby the Hatchet, the vocalist, she's a female singer. It's kind of like that. Very psychedelic, but heavy as fuck, man. Just really thick, low-end. Their songs are kind of long, man. Like, this baked, song dude. is epic. But it tells a story. I've been lucky enough... Shane sent me the whole album on Good Faith, so I've heard it. It's fucking badass, man. It is. It's five tracks of just fucking doom space metal opera, and uh, I highly, highly it recommend. Kind of reminds it. me like old Clutch. Um, remember when they went spacey? Yeah, kind. Of. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, and Clutch is a big influence on him. Yeah. Um, they even said right here, Cosmic Chronicles Act 1, The Ascension is Space Opera, for heavy psych doomers and shoegazers alike. Something new within heavy psychedelics. In fact, it's something new anywhere. I, I, they're pretty cool, man. I, I dig them. And like I said, the twin vocals of the ladies, um, it's just really, really cool, man. Music to get baked to. Oh, dude, That's I what did. I Seriously, it, <laughs> I, I agree. I've done it. <laughs> I yeah. was like sitting here texting about, dude, I'm fucking and stoned. <laughs> this all you rules. fuckers out there, get the new Overkill album. Oh, yeah. I got to, yeah. right, when I get money, I'll buy it. But, uh, yeah, I'm well, listen right now you're going through a tough time, dude. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Mark. I got gotcha. you. I'm going to listen to it when I uh, get off podcast here. Oh, we don't. I, we're doing, are we doing a video? Yeah, we're doing a video. After the video, I'll all listen right. to it. So, uh, then we get to uh, Jerry. Your track is uh, "Escape from Beyond" from Night Demon. Yeah, yeah. Another great band. Another killer metal, new metal band. I probably need to check out more because I don't want to spoil the review that's coming out next week. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to listen to that, man. Oh, that'll be uh, not next week. It'll be. And uh, what video are you guys getting ready to do? If I may ask. Oh, uh, Freeform. You want to be on it? I would. But I got some stuff I have to take care of, man. I, some responsibility, adult stuff, unfortunately. Or otherwise, I totally would. All right. Gotcha. And then I got lazy and didn't really look into it. Since Metal Mike's on here, I picked Sweet Leaf <laughs> by Black Sabbath. Because Dude, of, can't go wrong with that. Because of They Watch Us from the Moon. I got baked to both of those. <laughs> like, yeah. Awesome. So I said, I'm going to pick Sweet Leaf, man. That's rad. That's Maybe. my favorite Sabbath album, you know, Master of Reality. It's yeah. my all-time favorite Black Sabbath record. Right? Me too. Nice. We haven't... Great minds think alike, my friend. We have not uh, reviewed uh, that album. We should. I gotta go with Sabbath. Sabbath. Sorry. What now? I gotta go with Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Oh, I uh, love that one too, man. Dude, look... Or though too is I'm awesome. not saying that Master of Reality is better. I'm just saying it's my personal favorite. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. There isn't a bad Sabbath album, to tell you the truth. Fuck, no. Especially the Tony original Martin. lineup. And then, and then, of course, the Heaven and Hell version of the band is amazing, too. Yes, man. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. we haven't reviewed any of those Sabbath albums. Hey, I'm down. <laughs> Eternal Idol rules. Yeah. yeah, I love Black Sabbath, so yeah. do it. I heard the one dude from Badlands was on one of those albums. He was. Um, Ian Gillen? 
Did he have his own version? Like a, I heard somebody said, listen he, to this version. It's better. I think it is. I think it might have been Seventh Star, actually, yeah. now that I think about it, which was supposed to be Naomi's solo album. And there is a ver. I, you can find it. I don't know if I have that version or not. Do you have the Ron Keel demos? I bet <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Good. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, he would have yeah. fucked it up. So. Oh man, Ron Dude, Keel, I, I said I said it before. I'm gonna defend Ron Keel. This older stuff is not bad, dude. but this new shit you're right, is terrible. I agree with you. <laughs> I like the first two Keel albums and the Steeler, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, I right. I'm right there with you, man. But it. Fuck, that was a shitty show. Oh, <laughs> God, it was horrible. Dude, we're still talking <laughs> about how many weeks ago was this? We were, Dude, our friend <laughs> Charles made a goddamn Facebook survivors <laughs> of Keel Fest. Like, it, I've actually shared my shit for the radio show and the podcast onto him. Like, fuck it. I say that least, for Charles to share there. Oh, it was hilarious, yeah. man. My brother died when he saw that. My scapegoat, he's like, oh, man. He goes, Charles is a character. I'm like, yes, he is. Charles rules. Yes, he does. Yeah. All of you guys, he, thank he, you so he, much for having me. He thinks he's the best on the podcast. I'll just let him keep thinking that because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as I'm the sexiest, I'm good with it, man. Yeah, I'm not well. true either. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know all well, that goes out the window the minute I come into the room. Oh, because he is Magic Mike as well as Metal Mike. <laughs> hey, Mark, man, I'll, you should say Magic Mike's gonna be on this show, man. We can have a couple thousand listeners. I'll get up. Hey. <laughs> we'll say. Uh, We'll yeah, go Metal they, Mike, aka Magic Mike. Um, thank God it's it's a audio podcast because then they'd be like, Ah, hey, I'm writing that shit down. That's some good comedy in the notes. <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, but once they, again, guys, I think. Well, one, wait, wait one second. We haven't said Charles is uh, yeah. track of the week. He he he's in love with this band, and it and he has a right. Oh, yeah. it's pretty damn good. Elaine, never forget. Elaine, never Elaine. forget. Aline? Yes. How do you spell that, dude? E L I E N E. E E L I E N E. Okay, Aline. Symphonic metal. Symphonic metal. Okay, okay. But it's got good riffs. Yes, they do. And a beautiful woman is a lead singer. And that might help my love this band a little bit. Hey, you sound like Jerry. But they're really good, though. That's the difference. <laughs> then they're also from Sweden, where that other new band, Ghost, is from. There must be some <laughs> water there. I hey, don't know. Who else is from Sweden? There's some rock bands from Sweden. Crocus oh, ABBA. ABBA. You know what? I actually do have some of their stuff. I thought I did, man. Um, under my power metal folders. Yeah. yeah. Power hey, metal, at, power Crocus, symphonic, and folk metal. Isn't Crook Sweden and Europe from Sweden, right? Oh, dude, there's a lot of hard rock and metal bands from Sweden. Yeah, my God. The crap ones he just talked about. You know, At the Gates, <laughs> the fucking killer, fucking, you know. I know they're not. I'm fucking with you. Just thrash metal band, you know. There's a lot of cool stuff out from there, so. I said the last two, Charles, which was ABBA and freaking that uh, Ghost. Oh. It wasn't Elaine. Elaine. Shit. All right, man. Uh, you have anything to say, Jerry, before we go? Thomas. 
Again, Mike, man, I don't have too many idols in the podcast world, but you're definitely one of them, man. I love having you on, dude. Oh, well, uh, man, Jerry, that means the world to me, man, because I think you're the shit. He's so bought thank product you. from that metalstation.com, and I haven't because I've been broke. <laughs> I know. That was really like, whoa, man. I, did, I, I, I knew, you know, that you, you liked what I was doing, but I didn't realize, Jerry. I was, like, kind of blown away. So thank you again. And, uh, yeah, guys, all of you, thank you, man. I needed this, so thank you. All right, everybody, take care. Wait one second, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike's got to pimp his shit. Oh, okay. Oh, of course, you can find me on that metalstation.com every Friday, the Metal Mike Show with DJ Metal Mike and Friends. I usually have, of course, my regular co-host, Bill Roseberry, also known as Bildo for Realdo, my oldest, dearest friends. Love and, that. Uh, I got my big brother, Scapegoat. David Tyler's a regular. His son, Kane, who's also going to be coming back to that metal station. He's going to be doing, uh, he's combining his love of uh, video games and metal. He's even been writing little articles on his, um, on the, that metal station Facebook page, as well as the Metal Mike Facebook page and some of the stuff where he, he's called it Gaming and Metal, where he takes a, a track or an, uh, an album and and pairs it up with the video game. Uh, one of the first ones he did was Slayer's Reign and Blood with Doom, which I thought was pretty appropriate. Oh, that was pretty good. And uh, so pretty soon here, I think uh, he's wanting to do Sunday afternoon, so he I'm going to be hooking him up pretty very very soon. Hopefully he'll he'll be back. And uh, and then of course there's my twin brother Marky and a few other people that come in and out, and it's a lot of fun. We get to play rock and metal and fucking talk rock and metal, and it's. An, you know, an amazing time. And then, of course, there's the podcast I do with one of our fellow DJs, right along with Mark Alden Taylor uh, at that metal station. And that is Bushy. Um, you know, and that's the plug podcast, music or more. Music and more, I should say. I, di I didn't name it, by the way. And uh, Bushy's going to be like, motherfucker. Every but time I you do... see the plug, I think that show, uh, what's that show, fucking Mr. Show, where they're talking about butt plugs? <laughs> Dude, I, I, yeah, I've never, I, I'm still not a big fan. I love Bushy, but I'm just like the plug, really, dude. Like, all you right, just call man. it the dildo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, at least call it something like Demon Cock, the Demon Cock Show, or something. You know, and or fucking, Demon Cocks for both of you. Yeah, there you go. Um, but we we did have a, a review one time that told us that we were pathetically subjective, and I'm going to have my brother make some merch for the podcast, and it's going to have that as the tagline on the back. Um, because I am fucking subjective. It's not fucking Fox News or CNN, you fucks. Even though those fuckers aren't really objective anymore either. No. Like, give me a break. Yeah. You know, oh, pathetically subjective. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to be? Objective? Like, that's boring. You fuck. So fuck you, Nick the Dick. Anyway, um, I want to say. Think a bachelor party. All right. Yeah. My goodbye is this. Keep fighting the good fight and stay metal, my friends. To All right, Dan. Advice. Make sure and share and freaking uh, listen to the podcast. Subscribe to us a five star. Well, somebody else already told you that. Let's get the fuck out of here, guys. See. The Anunnaki of ancient Sumerian texts, described as those who from heaven to earth came.
for the best of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.